0: Jesus said, behold, I come quickly. 2000 years ago, his words came to pass. AD 70, Jerusalem surrounded by armies, the temple destroyed, sacrifices ceased, the end of the age. So where are we at on the prophetic timeline of history? Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations and that we have been made kings and priests to reign here on earth. The The Revelation Red Pill, Pill, the the kingdom kingdom of God, God is now. now. For For yours is is the the kingdom, kingdom, the the power, and and the glory, now now and forever. forever. Amen. Hey guys, welcome back to Revelation Red Pill. We're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. It's Wednesday. That means it's Revelation Red Pill Wednesday. We're going to take you down the deepest, darkest dives on the internet. We T- do tonight. We're gonna take you to the deepest place of the mind. Oh yeah, the hippocampus,
1: the <laughs> hippocampus.
0: We're going down. To the we're going. Hippie we're hippie going hippie down. A, we're going
1: down some science. camping to the hippocampus. <laughs> we would like to camp out there. If you could camp out in your hippocampus, you would be a very smart person, um, and you'd be able to uh, make it through a lot of uh, tough situations. If you could camp out, you know there. the other day, um, you know Brad Cummings is a friend of ours. Yes, I do know that. Yeah, I, I do love do. him. Yep.
0: So the other day, he's on with Scott Kesterson. Yes. You know what he said? What did he say? He says, "I
1: have a very big brain." Am I on? You no, are. I'm on. not hearing myself. Let
0: me to turn you up a little bit? I know. Is that yep. better? Yep. There you check go. Check you, check
1: your mic. Yep. I'm okay, here. You here love, I am. You literally
0: love the. Can I help with this? See, we knit this hair here, and this hair is going to. I got it. Ears. No, you don't. Yeah. Pull, okay. Pull. Grab it. Pull what? All the hair. Pull okay. all the hair. There you go. Now you're done. Okay. Okay. He said I have a very big brain. He did. He I did. Got a bi- I'm just big brained. <laughs> and that's been my problem my whole life. People have been making fun of me. I'm just big brained. <laughs> um, yep. That was. Everybody knows what's going on. Everybody knows what's going on. You know, I actually have an inordinately small head compared to <laughs> my body. But there's a lot of brain in it. It's mostly brain. What's inside there. <laughs> Inside my cranium. But how big is your hippocampus? Oh, it's so, it's it's hippo size. I mean, it is literal. People be looking at it, they'd be like, that is a fat hippocampus inside your brain. Both of them? Both what? <laughs> two. I meant there's two fat hippocampuses in my brain. Okay. got two hippos. I'm walking around with them. So yeah. big. It's like, it's literally like I'm walking around. My brain's kind of like a like swag. Looks like a little
1: seahorse. Yeah. <laughs> It's, no, I'm serious. It's with the awesome. seat. Okay, so tonight, oh snap! I hang What's on. Wrong. I
0: got to get my notes.
1: Oh, I have notes. Yeah, that's
0: right. You know what? That's okay because I can run this whole show. If it's about brains, I'm your man. Just so everybody knows. No, seriously though. So, um, because it's Red Pill Night, I want to highlight a couple of things before we get started. <laughs> we did another five and a half hour. It was a little bit Zoom long revival. It went by so fast. It did go by fast and there were no trolls, which no. was sad. Kind of missed them.
1: I missed the Muslims come back. Come
0: back. Yep. Um but the power of god fell and man, Mark, if you're watching, you were literally the highlight of the whole show for me. Yeah. Just getting to pray with you and and that was really 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 stunning mm-hmm. and I'm just praying that God continues that work in your life. Um We have done two of those so far. Yeah. You guys got 11 hours of revival you can listen to. And
1: we have one. We're going to be in person. And
0: we have one coming up. That's what I'm just getting to. So the Dan Patch revival. February 10th. It's a Saturday. It's going to start at 5 p.m. You know what Tag said? He said, if you can get, he doesn't want finances to be a reason why people can't come for gas money in your car. He said, if you can fill your car up enough to get there, I've got diesel and I've got gasoline on the farm. I will fill you up at least to get you on the road headed out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, that's a really big deal. Yeah, no, it is. So if you need a touch or a move of God and you want to come and join us, February tenth, twenty twenty four. It's in a couple of weeks, few weeks, whatever. Um, yeah. Oxford, Indiana. We'll start at five. There will be food involved, and we're gonna go until you need.
1: Yeah, we're until, gonna do until. some more announcements at the end of this, so stick with us. But I want to jump right into this uh, show here: lies, deception, and possession. That's kind of the theme of the show tonight, and we're actually going to take COVID mm-hmm. and the pandemic, and we are going to show how the enemy attacks your brain. Yeah, a lot of us think of spiritual warfare as something that we just feel and mm-hmm. experience. Right. I'm going to show you that there is a physical, scientific attack. Yeah. On the way you think and you perceive, so that in situations you. You know, you've got the the fight or the flight. Mm-hmm. The devil will come by. Okay, and we're gonna. I'm gonna. We're gonna put the spiritual and the physical together tonight, and the scientific. The devil will come by, drop a lie in your brain. Somebody will say, "Man, what you're saying to me." You know, you, you'll think about somebody who's talking to you, and it's like, "Man, that sounds demonic." Mm-hmm. demon. There might not be a demon there, but the lie is there. Yeah. And the lie was dropped by a demon. At some point. And then the lie gets stuck in your head. When a lie gets stuck in your head and you begin to act on it, mm. that is this next step. That's called deception. That's good. You're under deception. Okay? Mom watches a show called Deception Bites.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? When you operate under multiple lies mm-hmm. and multiple deceptions... And you give yourself over to them completely. Yeah. You can be, you open yourself up to be demonically possessed yeah. by the enemy. You're open. You've got the windows wide open. It's like open up your heart to Jesus. You can open up your heart to the demonic. You know open up your being to the demonic. And then you're possessed. And at that point, you're no longer in control of your actions and your words um, or your movements. You're literally possessed. Just like when Jesus cast the demons out of the demoniac who was throwing his body into the fire. Yeah. OK, so there are people who this is why it's important where Jesus says you shall know the truth mm. and the truth will set you free. Yeah. All of us have lies in our heads. All of us. I don't have lies in my head. Yes, you do. Because every single week, have you not come to Revelation Red Pill and learned a truth? You were under all of us are under some form of deception. Lee, don't speak that over me. no. You have to understand. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You have to first know it. Yes, you ask Holy Spirit, where am I missing something? If you are not living out heaven on earth right now, Mm. then there's a lie stuck in your head. Right. And the first step in understanding, you could say, I have a pain in my leg, I have a pain in my leg, I have a pain in my leg. And ignore that there's a splinter there. And somebody points it and says, you have a splinter. And you're like, well, don't say that. That's not speaking the truth over me. That's not victorious. No, there's a splinter there. Or you got to figure out there's a pain in your leg. Figure out where it's coming from. If you are not living to the best of your abilities, there's a lie in your brain. And you have to admit it first. So this really does go to that. I wish I had had it
0: up. It's from 10 years ago. Scott sent it. About the woman, she's sitting on a couch. It's a little video and she's got a nail. It's, of course, it's fake, but it's a nail stuck in her forehead. And she's like, You know, I just feel like sometimes I've got this like shooting pain and I just don't know what it is. And I'm having trouble focusing. And her husband's sitting there and he's like, And she's like, Don't say it's the nail. And he's like, Yeah, but it just needs you to just listen. Okay. And he's like, if The husband's sitting there just kind of like, If we could just take the nail out of your head, you wouldn't have this shooting pain. Sometimes, you just gotta address the issue, and it's 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 not any more difficult than that. Sometimes it is, though, more difficult. Yeah, than and that.
1: he ends up saying, you know, I understand that that I I can sympathize with your pain. She goes, was that so hard to say? And he's rolling his eyes, like I could sympathize with your pain, or we could solve it. So I was thinking about this. Um, how do we overcome the enemy? The Lord says, fear not. You know, I love the I love King James mm-hmm. for for this particular scripture. The, other the King James versions,
0: Bible, not the actual king who was a tyrant.
1: Yeah. I I love the King James um, because other versions will say, do not fear. No, 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 no. Fear no. not. Fear not is by far the very best passage that you can come up with besides salvation. You know, I get it. Jesus saved us. That's great. Um, <laughs> but when you're coming up, when Jesus is saying, fear not, fear it's so not. much more powerful than do not fear. Yes, right. I love it. I love it. it, it it's God himself is laying down the law. He's saying, fear not. Mm. Fear not. Do not fear, okay? Any um, commentary about the devil or the demons will bring two crowds to the table, and I understand that there are two crowds at the table, and I'm pretty sure most of you are in my crowd. When I find out that something's the devil, I am relieved. For there is a crowd that when you think too much or talk too much about the devil, they become afraid. Sure. Okay? Okay? usually I have reached the end of everything that I can do. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's just the devil. That's a weight comes off my shoulders. Like, means oh. there's nothing else more. that You mean it's not me. Well, then I know what to do if it's the devil. The devil comes at me with pitchfork and pointy ears and all that, you know, dressed in a red leotard or whatever. <laughs> um, I know it's the devil. I know, get thee behind me, Satan. Submit myself to God. And Resist we know that the we devil, have all flee. power and
0: authority over the
1: devil. Yeah. But the other camp is... Is it's just other people? It's
0: their flesh. It's yeah, you know, or my own flesh. Or my own flesh. I but I find the statement that it's it's just other people's flesh. That to me is actually way scarier mm-hmm. than it just being the devil because I
1: have all power and authority over the devil. I don't have all power and authority over somebody else's flesh. But when I think about Nancy Pelosi or Joe Biden, I can't. Stop uh, I'm not going to sit. I can't stop them. But if they are being led by the devil, I can stop them. Exactly. Right. Um, so uh, you're gonna be in my camp tonight, okay? Because we have all power over the devil. All right, but 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 at the same time, we are gonna take a, um, we're gonna take a route down memory lane, and we're gonna show that it's often not a demon mm. in your presence. That's good. Okay, and that I believe is the difference when we're trying to cast out the demonic. Sometimes we are trying to undo the lie in your brain that the, it's, it's a, a seed that the, the enemy came and dropped, and, and you're a Christian, so he's not hanging out, he's not in your house, mm-hmm. but he dropped a lie, and you're believing that lie, yeah. and, then you, and then you're running with it, right? So, is there a demon on every corner? And I, uh, it depends. Are you in San Francisco? <laughs> uh, likely, there are several uh, around every corner, and do they stick around? It depends if you let them.
2: Mm. All right,
1: if you uh, have a thought contrary to the laws of God, and you take it captive, then the demon can uh, he can he can he can leave a lie. But if you if you kept it captive, and you take it captive and you toss it out, the demon has to leave. All right, for for many for many believers, you're going to catch it right off the bat and say that's the enemy, and then you may not know that the thought that you had of the person you encountered was demonic. But you took it captive and it just left. That's good. Okay, so that you're you are encountering angels and demons. You're you are a spirit being. There's there's a spiritual world. Okay, um, oftentimes you can say, you know, I feel like I'm under attack, and you're at your house. Mm-hmm. You may there may be a physical demon there, or you pass through one. You picked one up. Someone sent one to you, mm. and. You're not quite able to see it, which is why we need the discerning of spirits. But sometimes you're just listening to a lie that was put into your mind, which is why they put us in public school, Mm -hmm. which is why they have the mass media, which is why they play the music and the radio at all the grocery stores, okay? These are dropping demons, and and not only just dropping demons, dropping doctrines of demons and lies in your brain. You don't know it. You're just shopping in Kohl's, right? And... The music is is you're hearing it you're catching it. There are lies they're dropping into your soul, mm-hmm. right? And you have to you have to be on your guard. Yeah, oh, I'm not listening to the devil. No, they're just seeds, man, and yeah. there are a lot of them everywhere. Um, lies, lies once planted are difficult to undo. Okay, lies take root even when demons are gone. Wow. It can come from the media, the news, people, or just your own thoughts, especially um, from your past. Mm-hmm. When you encounter a lie and you believed it as truth and you walked right into it. Every public school, every public school is swarming with lying demons. That's they true. have been welcomed. Yeah, There is not one public school. If there is a magnet for demons, it's public schools. They have, they're have they welcomed there. Yeah, They are welcomed there. Sending your kids into these places is lo- is asking a lot. Come on. Okay. Uh, the devil disguises his lies to become like parasites and worms that are initially undetectable and proliferate inside of a child. So um, people don't just get parasites, they don't sit down and eat a large round worm. And Ew. then, okay. Yeah. What happens is you're outside, you touch something, you touch your mouth or something, it's in. Things are, you're you're in the dirt or whatever, and these microscopic eggs get inside of you and proliferate and and create these giant worms inside of your gut. Every time you send your child to public school, it's an infestation of of worms and eggs, and your children are walking through them, Mm -hmm. and they will come home infested with worms. There's nothing you can do to stop it, okay? I will tell you this. The devil operates on choice and will do you understand what i'm saying if you are choosing to be in a situation you give the permission your skin your body becomes penetrable by the enemy when you become in when you come into covenant and agreement with that situation if you are kidnapped by the ccp and you put up your wall, and you say, "I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be here." If you're child, if you're a child and you're in public school, and you are in there, I'm not going to, I don't want to be here. I'm not supposed to be here. I don't want to want to be here. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be here. I come out of agreement. I, I do not agree yeah, to be here. That's good. You will put up a force field in a wall so they can't get to you. My mom taught me and tried to get me to do this, but it's very hard because a child wants to get straight A's. A child wants to have a teacher say you do do, do a good job. My mom said, "I don't want you to go to public school." I, I, and this was before she knew how to homeschool. She goes, I don't want you to get good grades because I don't want you to learn what they're teaching you. So mm. if you come home with straight F's, I don't care. And if you come home with straight A's, I really don't care. I don't I, I am not proud of you for getting straight A's, which I did anyways, because I couldn't help it. OK, um, because you then you again, you're going to have to unlearn everything that they teach you, because as I'm going to show you later on. It's not here. The book Seek a Circle the uh, sex education integration, whatever it's called, sex integration education. it
0: um, has got to be a C in there somewhere.
1: Yeah. I got it sitting on the couch over there. Can we get it? Uh, uh, you can. I just, just to hold it up, just to show them. They have permeated every school with this lie, this gender bending, um, society bending system, system System set of lies, and there are syllabuses. They have taught every single teacher goes, every single uh, person who goes through teacher college has to go through um, the uh, the uh, this this kind of circus. The Sex Information and Education Council of the United States, the Sex Education Im, Sex Information and Education Council of the United States. So Planned Parenthood is on the board of this. Parent, Parenthood people, the Alfred Kinsey people—they're all on the board of this uh, Sex Information Education Council of the United States (ACLU), communist atheists, and they, their job is schools. Mm. Their job is to get Alfred Kinsey's very disgusting sexual teachings not in sex ed. It permeates every part of everything that these children touch. Okay, that touches your children. So I say. Sherry
0: says. Um, this is why I play Christian music in my office. And she said, since I removed my daughter from public school, I can see how it affects other children. Wow. Wow.
1: Yeah. So the Bible says to train up a child in the way they should go. And when they will, when they are old, they will not depart. The public school system knows this. That's why there, that's why compulsory education started in Prussia. Okay, we have to get all the schools, we uh, children, and we have to we have to brainwash them. It took many little lies over years to get people to agree that marriage can be anything other than a man and a woman. Do you remember when Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and, and even uh, Bill Clinton said that marriage is between a man and a woman? Yeah, it was not that long ago. Uh, I think it was proposition Proposition H or eight in California. You had states where the whole state put it on their uh, ballot that. Um, Sex was, or, or marriage was between a man and a woman. And then you had the Supreme Court by one justice, Justice Roberts, getting rid of, what, like 2,000 years of Western expansion of Christianity. And even before that, everybody knew marriage was, was between a man and a woman. Even pagans know this. There's no such thing. I mean, it can be multiple women, but it's, usually, it's a man and a woman. Okay. Um, and in America, we, we made it one. Jesus made it one. Christians made it one. Um, but it took multiple little lies. And now, conservatives will say, well, that ship has sailed. Mm. Why? Multiple little lies. Right. Okay? Over and over and over again. Boom. Supreme Court. Deception. Now, who has deceived you? Jesus would ask that. Jesus asked that, um, what is, Uh, Peter, what does Satan put in your heart? Who's deceived you? Mm. Deception takes the devil's game and ups it a notch. Okay? It's an involuntary yet voluntary way of uh, looking at the world. While a lie may focus on a single issue, deception is more pronounced. Deception is a way of thinking and perceiving the world, not just one issue. A lie can be about one thing. A deception is about multiple things. It's a way of seeing the world. Think of deception as a pair of sunglasses. Demons come and, and go more freely as they wish and deceive a person. Often speaking in the voice of that person in their ear, To make them think that they are thinking their own thoughts and words. Deception um, uh, causes an imbalance of emotions and causes fear and anger. So what we have is uh, in America, and we're going to use COVID as a way of getting us all to a place of mental resilience and mental strength. There is a doctor... Dr. Michael Nels. And I listened to him today. Uh, and, and it's so amazing because I had written this. God gave me the title for this show days ago. And last night, my mom was talking about mental resilience and mental strength. And I, I woke up to this uh, video that I watched with Dr. Michael Nels. And I have uh, a short clip of it. Uh, tweet that you uh, you want me to tweet I think this is tweeted out you're gonna all these right are here. up. is this right here
0: yeah that one's it that one but should be I it. don't have the timestamp that you have
1: no 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 you're gonna just play it from the beginning okay great awesome. but that's not the first one you're gonna play okay you've heard the term mass formation psycho mass mass yeah. formation psychosis well you take that from a psychological standpoint and I think we all can grasp. How um, towards the end of this interview, he talks about how um, there were three lines and they had had 12 people and they lined up. um, They lined up two lines and then they lined up another line and 11 people were told to say that, you know, these two were not equal. Mm -hmm. Well, and then they wanted to see how the 12th person would respond if 11 people lied and said no, these aren't equal. Mm-hmm. Okay, eighty percent of the time, the twelfth person said no. They're not. They're not equal.
0: Okay, i I think I'm in a search query, so hang on one second. Let me grab the wrong
1: one. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, you you I just need it. the epoch times. I think I have the epoch times up here. You wanted me to grab that tweet, right? Mm, I want you to grab up this video okay. here. Yeah.
0: Cue what you want me to bring up. Bring it up here, because that's right what you here. had up. So that's what yeah, I right here
1: this uh the video here so but when they told one person in the group to say they're equal Mm -hmm. okay then 40 percent more people were bold enough to go with their intuition and say no they're great equal yeah that's powerful so courage is contagious it's also sad i know but we all that's why you're watching our show because you needed somebody else to say what we're saying. What, the reason we're doing the Revelation Red Pill is somewhere deep inside you thought that the end times narrative was wrong. Now, you didn't know the lies. You didn't know mm-hmm. the deception. You just felt like something was wrong. And so sometimes we have to, in order to come out, come out of agreement with the lie, we have to know what the lie is. To come out of agreement with it. And we've all been doing that with Margaret Sanger right? And birth control and eugenics. And I'll tell you what, I've got a lady coming on. I want you guys to get excited next week. See, this lady who wrote this book, her name is Claire Chambers. She's 91 years old. There's a woman named Audrey. Oh, forgetting her last name. Sorry, you're going to forgive me. Audrey. She's at Matthew 18 Ministries. She's friends with Rhonda Miller. She is coming on our show next week, and I am so excited. Warner, Audrey Warner, she has been in front of the Ugandan parliament to talk about the secret Circle and sex education, and to this day, Uganda does not have a sex education program. program and has removed Alfred Kinsey and the teachings on birth control and genderism and homosexuality and all of that stuff it's 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 amazing what she has done and so she's coming on next week and when you're talking about the mass formation psychosis you guys it's because of modern modern living one of the reasons and i'm not going to say all you need to be forming new memories Dr. Uh, Michael Nels, and he can do it better than I can, is going to talk to us about the two ways that we view life and living and go through life. We have the front part of our brain, brain, brain one, we should say, and that's what we're, we're doing, kind of working with today. And you can deal with four to five things max with that part of your brain. After that, you will shut down. How many of you at the end of the day... I'm tired. I'm mentally tired. That's because you've been working in brain number one. You've got another part of your brain. Over time, it can grow. It's a memory, long-term memory storage. It's what grows when you sleep and you wake up refreshed. Like David said, his mercies are new every morning. Mm -hmm. If you're not waking up refreshed, your hippocampus isn't working properly. Okay, he's gonna talk about how the spike protein affects our hippocampus. He's gonna talk about how we can grow it. It's the only part of our brain, I have good news for you, that grows, that can regenerate. But what we need to be doing is creating new memories.
0: You know what I think is, and we can talk about this after his video, but you were talking about creativity. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why when we do something creative that we feel so good. Mm Right, It's like when you've done when you've exercised mm-hmm. and you feel
1: you're tired right but you feel good So you know older people you know the older people that that, that keep busy that are like m- maybe an old guy who's a woodcrafter and he's mm-hmm. like a whittler or something yeah. or an older woman who sits in knit sweaters or something yeah. they're usually with it right. longer right because what they're doing is you have to be learning new things yeah here's there the, are some caveats to this. You have a personality
2: mm-hmm.
1: that is in brain number one. Okay. It's your ego. It's who you are as a person. When you have negative stimulus, mm-hmm. when you have stressful situations that last a long time, you got those four or five things that you're thinking about that you would you can that you personally can deal with. If you're super stressed, they will overwrite yourself. Mm. and you'll be stuck with the narrative that somebody else has put in you. Is he going to teach us all this? Yeah. Should we just listen? No, because I want to tell you how I got it. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, that's good. No, because I, I was thinking about this, and we all have seen this with our friends and family with COVID.
0: Yes. Uh...
1: They're not who they used to be. They're zombies. Yikes! Their ego, and uh, and we don't mean ego as in pride. Mm -hmm. It's a psychological term. Your ego as your personality and who you are. Like alter ego. Yeah, as who you are as a person. Yeah. And what happens is you're also overriding because you only have so much brain space there. Previous memories. No way. So like short-term memories, long-term (gasps) memories. You are rewriting and overriding, and so what's happening so is what you can stay in it? the fr- lo- stressful situations, oh, fear. No way. Stressful situations and fear.
0: So that's why you like you kind of forget. Like you make these packs. Like I'm never going to be that type of person. Mm-hmm. But then you get into the fear, and you're like, mm-hmm. you forget that you made the pact with yourself that you weren't going to do. Yeah,
1: that. and and we've all seen this. We will have. And here's here's another here's another wrench in the spoke. Okay. The spike protein attacks the hippocampus. At yeah. And so some of us, that's where the brain fog came in via the jab and the virus. Mm. The problem with the jab, that is worse, is the lipid nanoparticles Mm -hmm. that purposefully go in and around, attach themselves to the cells. Yes. Whereas the virus, your body is more apt to fight off the virus. But we know that this was a pre-planned bioweapon to make you a zombie. And it and for a lot of us, we've had brain fog. So your hippocampus is where you smell and taste is, by the way. See? There you go. So a lot of people, go. so you can know that it was attacking your hippocampus, your feelings, all the things that we felt of who we were, mm-hmm. well, we really had that virus. Now, if you have a virus, uh, your hippocampus shuts down, but that's a good thing. Okay. Because you don't need it. It's like, okay. uh, you don't need it for that moment. And if it's short term, it's okay. If it's acute, it's okay. It's normal. Long term, it's not okay. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen people who've had the virus or even the jab, and their memory is not the same. Right. I'm going to talk at the end because he leaves his answers for the book in all of his interviews. Like, got to read my book.
0: Mm-hmm. I got answers, but, you know, and send maybe we'll me. And then we'll all get
1: the book. But I'm going to give you. 55. But I'm going to give you some of my answers because he does give a really neat clue towards the end of this interview. And he talks about how Alzheimer's was unheard of 100 years ago. Why? Because people were actually active,
0: creating, using their hippocampus. Their hippocampus was growing on a regular basis. And you know
1: why? Because here's the thing. A little bit of, you're, you need stress. Good stress. You need a little bit of stress. The stress, the kind of stress like, okay,
0: you, Leah brings in, you know, three bushels of um, kind of rotting. This happened, by the way. Like, rotting turnips. And they weren't... Like, they were really... They weren't rotting. And they sat there, and they sat there, and they sat there. And then finally, when I noticed that they were rotting, I was like, wait. We grew these. We harvested these. We have to do something with them very quickly. Yeah. So I get on the horn. I get them... You know, you cut off the bad spots, and you get in. Next thing you know, we've got the most amazing fermented foods on the planet. Well, even
1: right now. So that light needs to be on. There's a light that needs to be on over there uh, for plants. Oh, I'm sorry. So... Um, we, we grew some plants and I needed to get them in the greenhouse. Boom. Um, but I don't have them under lights yet. So I'm keeping the, the, just the room light, which is mm-hmm. a ton of light, by the way, on. And my brain literally kind of has a little stress moment. <gasps> lights, off. lights off. Let's turn it on. Right. Today we had a little bit of a stress moment. My Jeep top is leaking. Yeah. Well, it, it kind of does leak. I the know, but leaks. this was like a bad leak. Like it's mm-hmm.
0: been raining and raining and raining and mm-hmm. you know. And
1: so I had, I, I, I woke up extra early this morning, mm-hmm. and I woke up on on what now I understand was low. I didn't, my hippocampus didn't, what happens is you're, um, you're, you're as you sleep, you take all that memory and everything that you learn from the day, mm-hmm. and you, your body, and you store it. That's okay. why you wake up, and you should wake up refreshed. Okay. If you're under stress, and you're having too many issues, or as Matt pointed out, if you don't get enough sleep. You don't wash those through, and you will wake up in brain number one. And if brain number one is filled, then you will, then there's not another thing. So, Matt's like, the Jeep is leaking. And you and were so, like,
0: I can't handle I, another thing. It's I the straw that,
1: that broke the camel's back. I said, I can't handle this right now. Now, it's not horrible. We have What happens is, and I'm just giving you an example of this story so you understand. We have produce in our garage. We've been keeping it in our garage, and we use it for our pigs and chickens. And uh, it's a good place to store it, and I like storing it there because I can go through it, and, I, and, and sometimes uh, it's good for people. So we go through it and we use it. So I like it there. Um, I didn't want to have to move everything out. Now, Matt is having to work on the Jeep because the heater isn't working. And so we had talked before about moving everything out of the garage and parking the Jeep in so you could work it in the cold. So I had my little cry and then um, once it was over, I could access, I accessed my hippocampus, which allows you to do more things than one thing. So my brain could do, like, my brain was doing all the scenarios of, do we need get a new jeep top? Do we put a cover on it? Do we move this? Do we do that? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, hey, Matt, I think the answer we is. We just need to move to a bigger farm with a multiple car garage. So that's where you land at the end. Yeah. So we we ended up. He ended up moving all the produce out. I come back. I help him a little bit. And the jeeps in. It's drying out. And he's going to fix the jeep in the in our one car garage, uh, which needs to be you know bigger. But as the Lord leads. And and what happened was I listened to this clip, this. Like part, right afterwards, while this is going on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I could mentally see what had happened, mm-hmm. I made I I made the switch in my brain. I'm like, that's whoa, good. wait a minute, okay, wait a minute. I don't need to operate on fuel tank num that's filled over here with these four or five things. Let's go over here. Let's let's activate. And here's the difference. You can activate this in the peace of God.
0: You know what it reminds me of? Like you know, because we have. Um, breakers that go because mm-hmm. you'll put too much you know Patriot mm-hmm. Gallery and Uncle mm-hmm. Jack have heaters in their rooms mm-hmm. and you know sometimes a fuse will blow or whatever we call it a fuse it's not a fuse it's, it's mm-hmm. a circuit breaker um because you got too much electricity drawing mm-hmm. on that mm-hmm. right so that's so if fuel tank number one and fuel tank number two is not as good of a visual as there's just too much drawing on this circuit breaker at mm-hmm. the time
1: yeah so Matt had even said he you know Matt's like hey listen you know you woke up early you didn't get enough sleep um and then you're you're dealing with a lot of issues at one time. You're the shows that we do, we're covering a lot of different things. And I noticed that when uh, COVID hit and Donald Trump and all these different things happened, my friends who were a lot of them conservative Christians, many of them um, left Facebook because their brains couldn't handle it. Yeah, it's too much. They didn't know how to. So if you guys are here right now, would I? This is going to be very encouraging to you. You're highly intelligent. If you're still here. Big old hippocampuses. If you're still here, you're not going to get Alzheimer's. Mm. Okay? Because you have been able... You passed the test. Oh, that's good. Okay? You're here. And this is what the Lord was showing me, is that uh, those who didn't take the jab, those who didn't go with the lockdowns, you're and I don't like the IQ because I don't like the guy who created the IQ test, but for all intents and purposes, you're high IQ. You may be a bagger at Walmart, but your intelligence level of being able to um, process multiple streams of information at one time. And stressful ones. And stressful ones makes you the top of the pecking order. You're smart. You're intelligent. Pat yourself on the back. If you are here right now you are a very highly intelligent person. Now, there's there's a difference between being book smart, yes, and having an IQ. You know, IQ has nothing to do with how much Latin you know, mm. or how much or if even if you're a brain surgeon, it's not the amount of information. It's not about when when we're talking about learning new things. We're talking about learning new things in accordance with your ego and who you are. Sherry
0: sure, says, woo-hoo, yay us. Chris says, the big hippocampus club. <laughs> I love you guys so much.
1: I knew you'd get a kick out of that. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm not kidding here. So you've got some super Nobel Prize winning smart people out there, yeah. right? But they're really dumb.
0: I wouldn't say, I'm not saying really dumb, but not able to to process active situations. Right, they like, are only using
1: brain number one. Yeah, that's good. You guys are using brain number two, because I have we have a friend
0: actually who does not process stressful situations very well, mm-hmm. but she's one of the most in book smart, intelligent people I've ever met in my life, and
1: she is learning, and I've seen it. And and I Her would hippocampus say this
0: campus is growing.
1: It is growing, and um, she is able to mentally make a note of it and fix it. And fix it. It's like in a dream, when mm-hmm. you can fix things in the dream. She, If you tell her you're operating out of brain number one, and you need to operate out of brain number two, she'll do it. Yeah. She'll do it. Because, and now, and and, and I'm going to get on this, and Michelle, you're going to hop out. Yes. This was our, um, this was my introduction. I'm so excited to present this to you guys, because I'm in a room full of geniuses.
0: <laughs> okay? That's, now. Let's, well, okay, so, I mean, you're technically only in this room, and so that would make it me. But she means you guys.
1: We are in a room. I figured you guys so are funny. here with me. I'm I just, in a room I just full of wanted, Jesus. I just you're wanted you Jesus. to acknowledge
0: my genius. But what we
1: need to do is be able to identify... You guys were able to identify the lies. Yeah. And you're not under the same amount of deception. That's good. And I would gather to say none of you are possessed. So we're, we're on a good track here right now. Okay? Uh, but to be able to now... Show your family and friends the science behind a lot of these mm-hmm. things or to understand why did my family and friends, why is it if I just say Trump, they have a seizure? <sighs> okay. Why, why is, why did the lady put the mask on and start to um, literally freak out? Let's do two. I know we have this one queued up, but before you go, no, we'll do this. We'll do this one because when you come back, then we'll say goodbye to Facebook. Okay. Okay. So, and actually we might have to do that beforehand. Um, so how do I do that? Okay. Watch Leah's hippocampus okay. grow. Oh, I'll live will, on air. It, no, it, no, it won't. Why it not? will tonight when I sleep. Oh. Yeah. It doesn't grow until, it grows when you sleep.
0: Okay. All right. So let's, which other link do you want here? Uh, I I would like to have the high wire. Well, that's, I brought up that interview uh-huh. over here. Okay. Because I would rather use rumble if that's okay. I don't care. Okay. So that, I think it's the same one. I'm assuming this is the same as okay. this. Okay. Yeah. The indoctrinated brain with yeah. Dr. Okay. Michael Nels. So we've got this, this right here. Okay. Okay. Now this is important. Okay. So over here,
2: mm-hmm.
0: we've got you three different things to work with, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And there's actually four because the main screen for our regular shows is blue. Mm-hmm revelation red pill mm-hmm. watch is is down here and there's okay. multiple virtual i'm going to shrink all the virtual ones so that you don't have any of this to worry about okay so we're getting all this out of the way okay I'm shrinking everything that's not that you don't need look at okay. that actually let's just keep doing that so okay. you don't have to worry about all these all shrinking right shrinking them all okay so you've got the revelation red pill screen share yeah and you've got Revelation Red Pill Main. Yeah. And this is the browser that will control that screen share. So you go here, mm-hmm. okay, and you click on the little cog. Okay. Okay. Then you're gonna click change, because right now it's epoch times. Mm-hmm. So you would click change, and right up here in this URL, you'll right click and put it there. Okay. And we'll go ahead and just do this for now. But how do I say goodbye to Facebook? Okay, I'll show you how to say goodbye to Facebook. Okay, now you will control this is this is the most important thing you're about to learn. Okay. You will control this video mm-hmm. from the big one, but they need to be seeing this one. Okay. So when you click on this, this is how you'll click play.
2: There's one simple hearing hack. Anyone
0: can c- mm-hmm. hang on. Here's what I like to do. Let's go back to the main so that we mm-hmm. can we can do all this without them even seeing it. Okay. So right here, yeah, we're And and if you ever get, if you click on an ad, because that's what I just did, Mm -hmm. right click and click go back Mm -hmm. and then do that again because I must have clicked on two ads. So right here,
2: we're going to let this
0: play. It is the, no, it's not, it's not the one you want to play first. I'm just showing you. We're going to get this queued up so you don't have to do all that I'm about, that I'm doing. Okay. Because it's got to run through ads. Rumble has to run through all these ads. Right. Dell gets a lot of ads. Dell gets a lot of ads. Okay, so then you make it big mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. and then you'll just let it run, and you can okay. operate it like you would. But make sure that you're... I mean, you could make it big, and then they wouldn't see you. It wouldn't okay. be the end of the world if you just tossed this over. Okay. You'll get sound when you toss it over. So is
3: this thing shedding on me? Okay. Pop- now
0: you have sound. Okay. okay. So this is how you'll control this. So you'll toss them the screen share. There's Dell. You'll pull this
1: up here, and then you'll click play.
2: We all kind of want to okay. move we're forward. Right there.
1: Okay, just get me to the other one. I I, I probably won't play this because I just want to get on with the show. Leah, it's this is we're learning hippocampus stuff. Okay. okay.
0: Our show is three hours long. Me taking three or four minutes to teach you something, no one is going to care. Now, because we already have this in the, the history here, you can click change, and we'll go back to the one that you wanted, which was, I think, this one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Which, no, that's not the one that I want. Which one? Which yeah, other one did you want? That's yeah. That's the one we just played, isn't it? I grabbed the one. You grabbed one from Twitter. Oh, you're right. Okay, so we'll make the Epoch Times one big, mm-hmm. and then put this here. It's if you there want, to... already now. I know. But if you want to toss back and forth from just yourself, mm-hmm. then you can do it this way. Otherwise, just control everything from
1: here. Okay. You think you got it? Maybe. How to... do I say goodbye to Facebook?
0: Over here. This is also this is really important. Stream. Number one, you could click it there, but don't do that. See that Facebook stream key right there? It says two. It's number two. So, yeah, yeah, good point. Um, You just click on that and it'll stop. Don't click stop all streams. Okay. Just click stop stream two. Okay. All right. I'm not going to be gone that long. Get it started. Okay. Let me rewind it. Wait, this is going to be really short.
3: Let's
4: provide
0: the resilience.
3: In this episode, I sit down with Dr. Michael Nels, a molecular geneticist.
0: That's the only thing that was up there on. That Epoch TV. See, you're on their, were you on their YouTube channel just then?
1: Um, just go to my Twitter and bring it up. or The
0: full one is on your Twitter? You guys are being very patient and we love you. See
1: more. Watch. It's this one. That's the high wire. It's 58 minutes right here. All right, Elton, talk about it while you bring it up, okay? I gotta find it first. I tweeted it out, you click on it. Okay. Now, do you need, you need me to walk you through? <laughs> no. You, you should learn. You, here, watch this. You scroll down, I got you it. click on it, and then you click on this. Okay. There you go. Is that now the full you learn one? something? It should be. Yeah. 58 minutes. Yep. Okay. All right, this is from Dr. Naomi Wolf. Has neuroscience found the key to what caused zombie nation? My forward to bombshell new book, The Indoctrinated Brain. This is the author of um, Michael Nels we're going to talk about. Please enjoy to the extent you can my forward to The Indoctrinated Brain by Dr. Michael Nels. The book which explains the neuroscience of propaganda will chill your soul, but may explain a great deal. The fact that the brain is plastic, modifiable, has become much better understood by the public in the past few decades. General readers understand by now that the human brain can be altered. And that experiences can modify its reactions and processes. We understand now, for example, that PTSD leaves lasting changes to brain functioning. It's been established that motherhood changes the brain and that bonding itself is a chemical process modified by the brain. And I've seen this in in, in pigs and everything. Uh, we also understand, as general readers, that propaganda is real. Some of us have studied propaganda in the past. We have a working knowledge of Joseph Goebbels and of the artistry and craft that underlay his manufacturing of national, uh, national so- so- socialist con- consent. The work of Edward uh, Bernays, one of the earliest practitioners of what became the field of public relations, has widely been read in English decades old bestsellers such as subliminal seduction by Wilson Brian Key expose the fact that advertisers use every tool at their disposal to alter our reactions to their products it's uh, master 33 I know but they may not let me log in why
0: when that's we've discovered this is an issue a it is an issue with vmix hmm The only other thing that I could do is try to do the NDI screen share of plugging the screen in, and that's an awful lot. Is there anywhere else we could find this video? No, it's
1: just on Epoch Times. It's just there. It's okay. It's okay. Just play the 10-minute clip, and then I'll go to Dell. We're going to run with it. I'm sorry. It's okay. What, I would like to get this uh, hooked up. So we I can... could
0: do it right now. I just no. wasn't prepared to do it tonight. It's
1: okay. We'll, we'll, we're rolling with it. Uh, Decades-old bestsellers such as... You went to sub- Twitter? I would, the... It's a 10-minute clip, yeah. Subliminal destruct- Seduction by Wilson Brian Key exposed the fact that advertisers use, uh, use every tool at their disposal to alter our reactions to their products down to the level of the subconscious mind. Modern general audiences also understand that governments use messaging and often heavy-handed propaganda uh, to lead us to take actions that can be against our interests or our better conscious judgments, to create prejudices and divisions that may not otherwise exist, to heighten fears and to trigger a sense of vulnerability in us so that we can be better manipulated and guided to goals that are not our own, your own ego, okay? But Dr. Michael Nell's thesis in this book is revolutionary because it brings together all of these fields of inquiry and proposes a set of questions so radical that they make the mysteries of the past three years fall into place. This is the indispensable book, The Indoctrinated Brain. Dr. Nell's brings these areas of study together in a way that has never been done before. Uh, uh, by applying neuroscience to the otherwise bizarre events of re- the recent past, he explains what happened to humanity. Many of us had noted that our loved ones and colleagues have changed. Post-mRNA injection rollout, we noticed that people who were highly educated critical thinkers have become unable to think outside of two simple binaries. We watch in astonishment as formerly sophisticated loved ones and friends regurgitate talking points with no self-awareness. We wonder why there is a sense of something um, missing when we sit with a vaccinated or COVID fearful friend. We cannot fathom what has caused this sea change. Dr Nell's hypothesis can explain it the indoctrinated brain induces a largely unknown powerful neurobiological mechanism whose in externally induced dysfunction underlies these catastrophic developments Dr Nells argues that the spike protein along with other covid measures represents an international attack on human on the human hippocampus where autobiogra- autobiographical memory that's you're writing your own you're writing your own autobiography at night is what you're doing your own memory of how your life went Mm -hmm. when you sleep at night you're writing your own autobiography okay that's your autobiography memory not your working memory of what you're doing day to day and individuality itself originate that the quote fear porn keeps us from holding on to the autobiographical memories that encompass our former selves as a result humans have become de-individualized more suggestible more forgetful more compliant and less able to engage in critical thinking and creative reasoning. This argument utterly accords with what many of us are seeing to our horror every day. This book is an indispensable book because it applies neuroscience to politics and especially the politics of fascism. The need for that has existed for as long as modern fascism has existed. Neuroscience should be applied to politics and to social change, but it is rare indeed when those fields of analysis meet by bringing these fields of knowledge together and mapping neuro, neurological science against propaganda and vice versa, Dr. Nels brings vast new insights to the reader that would not have been obtainable previously. After you read this book, and hopefully after tonight, of co- uh, you will think, of course, of course. The propaganda of the last few years must have been predicated upon intensive study of brain rea- and its reactions. Do you understand This was not just a virus. Mm -hmm. This was a bioweapon and that the jab was a bioweapon to attack your brain. That's why they needed us to take it. Do you understand? Do you understand? They needed us to take it so that they could make us zombies. It's like in every, it's in every movie, you guys, come on. Of course, hundreds of millions of dollars that were recently spent and are currently being spent by the U.S. and other governments on behavioral science and behavioral modification would result in insights that would be applied by the U.S. and other governments to making po- po- populations more tractable. Do you need me to get this started or can you start and I just it?
0: press, what do I do? All you got to do is literally toss this over here. Boom. And then,
4: uh, and it time as the continuum okay. in or, our, where we trouble, live in, here uh, so in the okay. outside Trust world, but also in okay. the inside world in our brain.
0: Back. You gotta throw it up in this left-hand corner. Now stop Does them. That makes sense. And well, we'll stop them.
1: Okay. Now I bring up Dell by doing what?
0: Click on the cog. Mm-hmm. Click change, and then go to the rumble down here. At the and bottom. it'll come up in there. Well, let's just do it, and we'll show you. But they're not gonna see it until you. And you can make it big. From
1: right here. Okay, now we're, now, where's the cog? Close that, close that out. Close it out. Let me try right. it. Now, if you want to make gonna, him I'm big, you know how to make him big. Yeah.
0: Operate like it's a web page. Okay. Okay. I'll do it. And then click on the cog. This cog. Yep. And go over here to change. Change. And then go back to that Twitter. No, nope, not that. Yeah, that one. No, that one. And then close this out. And then make it big like you would if you were on Twitter. And then stop him. Okay, we're good. And then, but but for the screen share, it's down uh-huh. here. So you would toss this over here, and then if you want to control it, you bring it up here. So you can see it a little bit better to control it. You don't okay. have to. You can. Here's the here's the creepy thing. You can control it from over here, too. Okay. It's toss super them back. creepy. Toss them back. Okay. You got it? Yep. You got this. You mm. can call me if you need me.
1: Okay. I'll be back in a half an hour. It, no. It'll be a half an hour. It can't be. You've got to do the medicine at in a half an hour. 45 minutes. 45. It's fine. We don't need you. We love you, but we don't need you. Okay. We got this. Of course, hundreds of millions of dollars that were recently spent are currently being spent by the U.S. and other governments on behavioral science and behavior modification will result in insights that would be applied by the U.S. and other governments to making populations more tractable, less able to reason, less creative, and more compliant. Why else would they so heavily have invested in such studies? Of course, the constant messaging, especially about fear, over the past three years... Would have an effect that is not just about public health or perhaps not at all about public health, but that it is rather about making humans and free societies more tractable, about public health as with public health as an excuse, the proxy for this deployment of life altering and conscious altering fear. Can I get an Amen? Can I get an Amen? I remember being a part of it. I remember conscience altering fear. It is not the fear porn about the specific scary thing that matters. Okay? Dr. Nels persuasively argues here the fear itself is deliverable. The fear itself changes and indeed damages the brain. I've been long interested in the psychiatric effects and, as I guessed, intentional uh, the intentionalness behind the lockdowns and the pandemic messaging, which they've all lifted now. You're already under their control people are already there. You're fine. I don't need to push the lockdowns and stuff anymore, right? But I did not have the neuroscientific background to understand exactly what was being done to people via lockdowns and the fear porn of the pandemic years related to the virus, 10 pandemic years related to the virus to other human beings. Through my study of the psychiatric effects of torture and isolation that I took on for a book about closing democracies I realized that isolation causes profound and sometimes permanent changes in the brain. I knew intuitively in post 9-11 global war on terror years that constant fear would wear down faculties needed for critical thinking. Do you understand? When fear takes over, and we've all experienced this, you cannot think clearly, okay? And I applied those insights to the isolation and fear messaging of 2020 to 2022, but I did not have the complete picture. This book provides, provides the aha hypothetical of our time. The Indoctrinated Brain provides the missing practical knowledge of neuroscience. That explains why isolating people creates a more befuddled, more easily manipulated population. It explains exactly why a message that closeness with other human beings can kill you and you can kill others, especially your grandma, through physical closeness it might rewire the human brain to create the vulnerability to delusion and bad science and cult-like thinking that many of many of us observed in formally, critically thinking loved ones and friends post 2020 it um, it even raises the question of whether the spike protein contributes to brain fog and to the insu- to, into the erasure of a sense of an autonomous resilient individualated and questing self questing self like that word if Dr. Nels is right, his theory here will be as important as Dr. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Sigma-Ford Subconscious. If he is right, his theory explains why governments around the world mandated lockdown measures and the mRNA injections, which would not ultimate which would not ultimately then be about public health, but about creating uh, manipulable, passive citizens. If he's right, it explains so many baffling features of the past three years, notably the fact that formerly thoughtful, highly individualized leaders of institutions down to rank and file citizens followed cult-like dictata without mutt or or muddle or whatever. And, uh, uh, perused nonsensical goals such as isolation, masking and submission to mandates without protest. Dr. Nels's thesis would explain the bizarre experience many of us are having in watching our formerly analytical loved ones find themselves unable to keep two thoughts in their heads at the same time, unable to engage in calm debate without exploding emotionally Unable to maintain contact and connection with people with whom they disagree, as I write, another global crisis is being spun up. This one in the Middle East. Within a day, highly educated and formerly skeptical loved ones of mine are repeating glaring legacy media talking points without any self-consciousness. So, I think that I think this now is a good time for me to toss it over to Dr.
4: Nels. Time continuum in where we live in. Uh, So, in the outside world, but also in the inside world, in our brain, it indexes where and when we have experienced something, and that's the index for the memory content. So, what actually did we experience? How did it feel? But we need the time and space neurons, actually neurons for that, time time and space neurons for the space neurons. Actually, that was a Nobel Prize given, I think, in 2014. Uh, for their detection and 2016 there were the first papers on the time neurons and they create kind of an index and um, and then the hippocampus will rem- remember forever and that we all know that if we want to try to remember what happened the, somewhere somewhere uh, Sometime it's always somewhere and sometime and then the memory comes back mm-hmm. because that's how we find essentially the memory traces and reconstruct what actually happened at the time so we need uh, these time and, and space neurons and, um, and they are located in the hippocampus and just to for the viewers who don't know anything about the hippocampus, the hippocampus has its name because it looks like a seahorse. We have two of them here, I always show, like, look like th- show, uh, show it like this, <laughs> they are uh, like the size of a thumb, one percent of the brain mass of, the, of humans is the hippocampus. Uh, they are here in the te- temporal lobe, very deeply embedded uh, under the neocortex, which uh, is a later uh, development of, uh, of in the evolution of the brain. And they are kind of you know, under it, uh, under it and, uh, and the neocortex is uh, actually the, the, what I call the neocortical hard uh, disk, or the hard drive, because every night the content of the information that the hippocampus has stored during the day is uploaded into the neocortical hard drive and they are distorted. And only the time and space neurons have the access to it and allow us to retrieve the information. Mm. So every night when we sleep, the hippocampus essentially is restoring its memory capacity again by uploading the information of the day before. There's only one caveat. The time and space neurons remain. And if you age up to 100, the oldest woman was 122, actually without Alzheimer's, then uh, you have to memorize things for 100, 100 years. So you would run out of time and space neurons to index new memories. And that's why the hippocampus has another unique feature but besides its ability to memorize things instantaneously in long term. It has the ability to grow new nerve cells on a daily basis. So it has the potential to grow. So with the wealth of personal experience in our diary, you know, in our mm-hmm. autobiographical memory, the hippocampus, this little seahorse, actually grows. It can grow one, two or three percent every year. Yeah. But the sad thing is that in our modern society, it doesn't grow, it shrinks. So in adults, the shrinkage rate is on average about 1.4%. In, in our modern society, you're yeah. saying in, somehow
3: there's been studies done that show in one set of circumstances, it grows.
4: But in the average, let's call it average, modern society, it shrinks? Absolutely. And uh, in 2016, I published a paper which is called Unified Theory of Alzheimer's Disease. Mm -hmm. And in this paper, I show that if you keep up the growth, you will never get Alzheimer's. And Alzheimer's is actually a result of the shrinking process. So neurogenesis, it's called adult Hippocampal neurogenesis, so adult because it's neurogenesis, the birth of new neurons in the adult, which is unusual, it happens only in the hippocampus. This adult neurogenesis in the hippocampus, so the word is adult hippocampal neurogenesis, complicated but it's important, adult hippocampal neurogenesis essentially prevents Alzheimer's. And this is based on many functions of, of these neurons mm. um, because they are not only there to make an index, they have additional functions. And these additional functions are very important if we think about system two and system one. So I have maybe to go into this for a few moments, but then the viewers will actually understand why they are so important. So they're important because these index neurons are created new index neurons, which are not index neurons yet, because they have no, they have not memorized anything when we wake up in the morning, but they are there. So they are fresh, maturing neurons. They are ripening, so to speak, and want to be, yeah, mature neurons that have a function. But in order to do that, we actually have to, yeah, have to um, learn something new. We have to uh, make an experience. Otherwise, there would be no need for them.
3: Stimulate them in some way. Yeah, we have to give them
4: a job, yeah, memorize X or Y. -hmm. But if we don't give them a job, they actually die. They have an internal program of death. So there's the death program, it's called apoptosis, and uh, so if cells, particularly nerve cells, are not needed, they kill themselves. It's suicide. So they, their survival instinct, so to speak, is we want to make, make memories. We want to make our job. So they are the neuronal correlate of, uh, of human curiosity. If you have these cells, you're curious. If you don't have them, if they're not produced, your curiosity is down. But your curiosity is not everything. If you are curious, you enter a new space you enter a new you ask questions that might be yeah you might not like the answers so so the, the, everything that is new is per se uh, uh, has the risk of being dangerous in some way or other sure so in order to to still you know follow your curiosity, you have to have a high level of psychological resilience and these cells provide the resilience they are actually Dictating how high your stress level is if you experience something new, and all antidepressants that are out there do nothing else but activating the production of these new nerve cells. So, if you, in an animal experiment, for example, you stop the production of these nerve cells, all antidepressants that are out there would stop their, their function. They're not working anymore. So, it's key that you activate neurogenesis in the hippocampus to increase your resilience and to get out of depression. But you're telling me that, that these are getting smaller and so this is, of course, you know, reflected in the you know, increased levels of depression and Alzheimer's and, mm-hmm. and so forth. Absolutely. Yeah. One important function of, of, of thinking, system, twi- system two thinking, is that our frontal brain, which contains the, what we call the working memory, the working memory is only currents in your brain. It doesn't fix any thought. So if you, if you think about thinking you have, uh, and you want to change your lifestyle or you want to really go into, deep into a, a problem that might affect many people, it becomes quickly very complicated, the d- different alternatives that you have to consider. So it becomes quickly po- complicated. Now our frontal brain, the, the working memory, can only keep four, or five, maybe six items parallel in, in, in action, so to speak, or in your, in your working memory actually the number of the items reflect your uh, your IQ. IQ. Mm-hmm. It's very important, actually, when we come to that later. So intelligence is essentially reflected by the, the number of items you can keep simultaneously active in your working memory. But it's only four or five, and a complicated thought might require 10, 15, maybe hundreds of of intermediate thoughts that need to be stored. And only the hippocampus can do that. Mm-hmm. So. When we talk about the mental energy that is required for system two, we talk actually about the storage capability of the hippocampus. Mm-hmm. And if you are running out of new neurons that become time and space neurons for these intermediate starts, then your battery is empty. You have no, 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 no memory capacity anymore, at least not really, you, you still can. Now we come to that when we come to the process of indoctrination, you can still overwrite, but this is a, a different story. But having no no index neurons left means you are what we call scientifically ego depleted. So you are you are you are exhausted, and we all know that if after a half a day or almost a whole day of of social activities, uh, narratives you have learned, discussions you have had, or just thinking on your on your on your on your desk. Uh, fills up all these index neurons that were available from the night before. And then, of course, there are none left. And when a new thought comes in, well, what do you do with it? There's no storage capacity, and you rather, you know, stay back and say, tomorrow, let's sleep. I, I do it tomorrow. That's the cause of ego depletion, which happens during the day. But of course, if you wake up in the morning, you have no new nerve cells produced. If adult hippocampal neurogenesis is not working then you are starting the day ego-depleted. And uh, you are not able to activate System 2 when you're in a permanent state permanent state of System 1. You are essentially permanent in the zombie mode.
1: Mm, so good. So good. Um, I'm going to toss them back over here and check my mic. So it's a little loud here. I don't know if I'm loud for you guys or if I'm just loud for myself. Oh, here we go. OK. so. I, I listened to that, and the Lord really spoke to me because my mom said mental resilience. Now, I'm listening to this this morning. I'm seeing how this is going to work for our Revelation Red Pill and how it goes along with what the Lord was speaking to me. And I get a text message from Leah. Um, and I just have her, in my phone is Leah Bardsfest. And she sends me this. Now, this is a brain in her school wall. She's going to be homeschooled soon. And it's got words on it. She said, she sent me a text. I'm going to read it for a minute. And it's just so strange. The brain is there. I think it's, I think that the hypocompass is there. Frustrated, social anxiety, failure, insomnia, loneliness, overthinking, help, trigger, stress, trapped, anxiety, depression, distracted, isolated. Look at this. And Leah says, this shouldn't be on our wall. Because what happens is, is she said, when you look at this all the time, you feel all of these emotions. Can you see that? She says, um, panic, it says panic attack, tired, overwhelmed. In my school, we have this mural painted. It has all like all these negative things, speaking about anxiety, depression, and all these common issues painted with a huge brain. I never really looked at it with any meaning. And she sends me this this morning. You guys, God is speaking to, to, she's 15, by the way. She sends me this as I am listening to this video and talking about it with Matt and Michelle this morning. Come on, come on, you're no way. She says, I feel like it's just speaking negative over the students every time we walk down that wall instead of positive things, motivation, just a better outlook. Yes, schoolwork is hard, but the environment created is the worst part. This is a picture of the mural I'm talking about. And I just want to pray against this evil that the students don't aren't affected by these words and eventually something new will be painted here. You see, those words are indoctrination. What they're doing is they are grabbing hold of those four or five things that you, in your brain that you can handle so that you can't handle the next thing. So that school shooting, climate change, whatever it is, your ego, your creativity, who you are, you're not able to bound around and get excited. You know, Trey, uh, Trey uh, Christine, and Kevin's son is constantly sending me pictures of the moccasins that he has made, bows and arrows. You know what's amazing is that on their own, Abigail and Leah and Trey are all making bows and arrows, and they're all around the same age, 15, 16 years old. It's a thing. I guess, you guys, at 15 to 16, we are all designed by God to make bows and arrows. We have to be because these children are doing this, okay, these young adults. Um, Trey is actually going to teach a bow and arrow making class at Old School Star Boot Camp, which you guys should all attend. Write it down. It's in May, second week, I believe, uh, three days. Bring your whole family. It's a great time. And I told Leah about this. So Abigail pops in, and and you guys are getting in on this because um, Abigail is is just on fire with all this. Uh, Thank you for sharing this. Uh, She says, um, I'll do all the research when it comes to topics like this because the devil will not steal our kids. I'm so fed up at this point, and seeing that mural honestly just enraged me. They literally clone these kids by sitting them in a room. She's 16. Silencing them for eight hours, don't let them outside, and then label them as anxious children without hope. But to give them medication and enslave to their adulthood and onwards, I remember as a kid in third grade, I definitely was one of the more active kids in my class. Like, I loved the 15 minutes of recess, but when it came to sitting for seven to eight hours, I hated it with a passion. I just couldn't because all my mind could think about was all I could look forward to when I got home, such as running around in my backyard, jumping on the trampoline, playing with my dog. I simply didn't like school. So as a kid, I'd ask my teacher to stand while she teaches her lesson because I could focus so much better. I'm a stander too. That's why we're stand. I, I sit every once in a while because my hips get a little weird. Um, but I stand. I'm I'm with her. Like, I hate sitting. Like, I'm sorry, church. Everybody wants to sit down. I want to stand. I'm a stander. I need to be moving. I'm just, you know, sometimes I think Abigail's like my, my clone. Um, so I did for a day. And then my teacher contact, contacted my parents saying how I needed to help. And how I was showing signs of ADHD. I simply wanted to be more active and it literally helped me focus so much more. When I'm running, I can listen more. I can, when I'm doing a project, I actually will retain more information if somebody is teaching me something while I'm doing something with my hands. Um. <sighs> so I sat instead and sadly got like really bad grades in math, she said. Uh, but as a kid, I longed to get outside to run to live. And what a joy and peace I feel that I can live once again. These kids at your school, she's talking to Leah, the other Leah, uh, do not have anxiety. They do not have ADHD. They're in fact born as daughters and sons of the creator of life. And my prayer is that the evil one would no longer be allowed to grip their minds and the scars that have held them down, I'm praying would begin to heal by the master healing the creator himself. Boy, I would love to go to these schools, look these kids in the eye and tell them how loved and treasured and anointed they are. Uh, thank you for sharing this. I de- they'll definitely be in my prayers so this wickedness begins to be thrown down. I speak blessings of life over you guys and, and in Jesus' name, freedom. I'm going to read one more. Um, let's see. She said, let me see. Where am I at? There was one more. Oh, this is from this is back from Leah. I 1,000% agree with that, Leah, and the facts behind it are really interesting, especially everything including the virus and the vaccine. One thing that I noticed so much is that having 80-minute periods and a bunch of classes a day is so tiring for anyone. Toddlers, kids, teens, they do that now, these 80-minute classes, even adults. It's seriously so hard to actually understand the information being given. And a lot of time, you see students not learn and they just, uh, like you said, going into zombie mode. I always say it's overdrive of the brain. Once it's capped out and it's forced to keep going, it just takes in the information and immediately loses it. Then kids are diagnosed with anxiety, depression, ADHD, ADD, and all those things. These, these are 15 and 16-year-old kids, by the way, you're writing this, um, and all those things. But children are not designed to sit in a classroom, eat when allowed, raise your hand to speak, that's not normal, by the way, ask to use the bathroom, wear specific clothes, and only be allowed to say certain school-appropriate things. Then these same kids get pumped with medication that is not needed at all. Majority of the time, all a kid needs is something hands-on and nature-involved to do and lots of time with God. Schools are made to create these machines that run from 745 to 215 and then have to go home and work another one to four hours on homework and quick memorization for a test, eat, sleep, shower, and do it again. Eventually, these same students graduate and often go into nine-to-five jobs, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but... Us as humans are capable of more efficient hands-on job opportunities. I love that the Lord spoke to me. And just as Leah, you were watching that video. I sent this over and I will definitely be checking the entire thing out. I am going to cry because this is how the Holy Spirit works. Because this generation, if we want to reach this generation, let me tell you something, guys. You got to tell them what they were made to do. And anybody who is supporting the public school system is not going to help these kids. Anybody who supports a school system whatsoever You see, we're not designed to sit. As Abigail said, she's a girl. They love girls in school. Why do girls flourish more in school than boys? Because girls tend to be able to be more polite and quiet and will sit even more. Boys need to run and jump and play. And eight to two is when they need to do it. I take care of animals. I know that animals need to run and jump and play. I know that if I'm going to uh, do some training with a dog, I need to get the exercise out first and then we can work on some training little spurts i know training you know dog training needs to be done in 10 15 minutes at a time that's it and then you get some energy out 10 and 15 minutes at a time okay when kids have have actually worked their bodies all day then are tired and and then they can sit and they can then they will want to sit at a table and they'll want to read a book you don't get up and sit down and read a book That's stupid. That's that's not child that's not the way God created children. I don't care if it's a Christian or a Catholic school or any school. Get your kids out of school. It's the system. It's the system. Do not send your kids to the system. They need to be up. They need to be moving. At least the nature center has outdoor daycare, which has fences around. It's really weird. But if you're going to be doing something, let it be outside. Let it be outdoors. These kids need to run, jump, and play. The problem is, is that teachers aren't intelligent and they don't know how to teach. Hey, it's snowing. Let's go learn about snow and melting ice and how snowflakes are made. And there's all kinds of chemistry and science that you can teach outside when it's snowing. Don't teach it. Go outside. Teach them about, see the leaves falling down. Identify the leaves. Identify the trees. Identify what they all can do. And then do something with them. I remember a lady pulling up, uh, and Michelle and I were trying to move a log. And she goes, "We just studied this in class. It's called a fulcrum. You need a fulcrum. You need a fulcrum." Is what she said. I asked her. I said, "Have you ever moved a log, ma'am?" No, I had never had. But we just studied this in class. I can. I. I. I we just did. <sighs> you know, practical application. Is worth a thousand hours of sitting down, book knowledge. Seeing somebody else actually do something rather than reading about it in a book is going to get you a lot farther. So I'm going to bring up Dell Bigtree, and he's going to, um, he's going to, uh, he's interviewing Michael Nels as well, and his intro is fire. And I don't think that I want to take the chance with Facebook to play it on Facebook. So if you're on Facebook right now. Please go over to Rumble Resistance Chicks Rumble. Um, um, maybe somebody on Facebook can drop the Rumble link in the uh, chat there. Please join us, and I'm going to figure out how to how to say goodbye to Facebook. But remember, Dan Patch Revival. When is it? February 10th, February 24th. Um, we uh, uh, Pastor Devaney is going to have a uh, a hands-on, I believe, class for um, like a homesteading class. It's going to be in Dayton. Um, if any of you have a class you want to teach, let me know. I'll try to get you uh, hooked up. Like we're going to do chickens. She's going to do natural medicine, homeschooling, anything homesteading uh, like that. I'm very excited, very excited about that. Uh, tomorrow we're going to have on uh, Kevin and Christine Taylor, Elizabeth and Karen. We're going to talk about Ross Industries. They got put a citizen uh, initiative on the ballot there. Very proud of them. They are using their hippocampus able to think outside but they are under a lot of pressure and a lot of um fear around that so uh please join that and then our friends robert and jamie banners for freedom uh they have helped organize a convoy to texas arizona and california and so we will be airing the interview that we did yesterday with them you're not going to want to miss this doc pete michael yon are going to be in texas uh you're not going to want to miss this interview so look for that tomorrow after our interview uh with the with the with the ladies on the ross industries okay so here we go i am going to use this one because that mouse is for the other computer uh no i don't want to stop streaming no all right so settings stop one stop all no two you know what it's not coming up michelle there we go Goodbye, Facebook. I think. Okay. Tell me everybody's. Okay. I think I did it. All right. So now I'm going to do this thing over here where I hit this cog and I hit change. Oh, Michelle. Oh, wait a second. I got it. I think I. Nope. Change. I'm going to go ahead and put this over here. No. Let's see. Click on that. Click on that. There there were more. That says Red Pill Screen Share. Tell me I'm doing the right thing, Michelle. Those are all downloads. Where am I? Which one am I wanting? I thought it was up. Nope. Let me see. It's not coming. It's not coming, Michelle. It wasn't there. It was there before, Michelle. Your dude's. Your dude was there, it was only three choices when she showed me. It was only three choices. We'll try one more time. Nope, nope. I oh, want this one. Let's try that. Change. Yeah, there's some choices. Okay. Eat bug times rumble. That's what we want. Okay. Woohoo! I think I did it. Close you out. I'm gonna toss you over, hit play.
0: This indestructible $99 drone
1: is now available in the U.S. I'm gonna toss you back over and get through the ad. Browser enabled. Okay, Michelle, I think I might've hit on the ad. Last, no. Can I go back? Can I go back to the browser? Browser rumble.com. The ad. Um le- I have got I've got the now. How do I get back? Go back. Go back. Whoa. Okay. Alright, I gotta get through this ad. Don't click on it though, or I'm gonna end up this ad for this extremely high-tech $6,000 drone that was developed by the Navy SEALs. Skip ad. Got another ad. Wow, Dell's got so many ads. Skip ad. There we go.
3: Off an old scab, but I think a lot of us, you, you
1: Oop, let me see. I think I need to make them big over here. Oh, you're kidding. Now I have to go through the ads again. That's hilarious. Goodbye to your orthopedic. Do you have problems with your knee? I have to go through two ads. Okay, but I'm gonna make him big this time. Aha.
3: But I think a lot of us, we all want to just believe that COVID's behind us. Oh, those of us that made it, maybe we didn't get vaccinated. Some questions are, is this thing shedding on me, pop up. But we all kind of want to move forward. But the question is, did you survive it? You know, did we actually survive that? What was it really all about? And uh, do we have enough people to make sure that it never happens again? And why would we try to stop it? And would they try to do it again? What is this? What's really going on here? Well, to get in this conversation and my next guest that is, is really about to blow your mind, I just want to remind you how insane this experience we all went through together was. A mystery virus in China. The city of Wuhan is racing to contain the potential
4: spread of a deadly new strain of coronavirus. Coronavirus.
3: Italy has become the worst hit country by the coronavirus after China. There's now more than a thousand deaths and more than 15,000 infections.
1: The government is already talking about that triage situation, having to prioritize how they are going to save the most number of people.
4: We have called every day for countries to take urgent
1: and... Aggressive action. We'll be suspending all travel from Europe to the United States. The coronavirus is the biggest threat this country has
0: faced for decades. We're seeing the devastating impact of this invisible killer.
4: If community transmission takes off in New Zealand, our health system will be inundated and tens of thousands of New Zealanders will die. Hospitals are already running out of beds,
1: masks, supplies and testing material.
3: The number of hospitalizations here in New York jumped 40%. Field hospitals and testing centers in places like the Maryland Stadium, the LA Convention Center to be used as a hospital too.
2: The hospital has 500 beds and is over capacity.
4: All the patients in this room All the feet that you see, they all have COVID. It's hard for me to say, but you can actually smell fear. You smell death. One in seven Americans will likely know someone who has died from this disease, something that we didn't even know five, six months ago.
0: Stay at home. That is the order tonight from
1: four state governors as the coronavirus pandemic spreads.
3: Experience we're having on the ground throughout the state of California requires us to adjust our thinking. Stay at home. Stay home. Stay safe. Quite simply, stay at home
1: can all come together while staying at home stay home stay at home
3: stay at home
1: prepare focus on the essentials
0: protect keep some space from people outside your home and disinfect
3: a lot protect yourself and others from covid 19 stay home and help stop the spread of the coronavirus
0: across the country at least 21 Million kids now home from school.
3: Worried customers have been snapping up everything in sight. Store shelves nationwide are dwindling or totally empty. Produce gone. Cleaning products low. Bleach totally bought out.
1: The situation here yesterday was so hectic, police were called after some customers started fighting over toilet paper and water.
3: violent confrontation over mask wearing going viral on social media this video already viewed hundreds of thousands of times and now the subject of a police investigation this is in royal
2: palm beach tempers flaring when one man not wearing a mask pulls a gun
1: suspects turns around and watch throws a punch as he was being in another we're being escorted out the door for not wearing a mask.
4: More than 46,000, 200,000,
3: 400,000 people have now died. 500,071 dead. In every corner, frontline medical workers in ERs, ICUs, and COVID units who've seen firsthand the pandemic's horrors, the most ambitious vaccination program in history is only
4: just beginning.
0: More Americans have to roll up their sleeves and face the reality that vaccination is the pathway to that result.
2: Almost everyone who will die from COVID this year will not be up-to-date on their shots.
3: You'll either get the vaccine or COVID, and I'll tell you which one of those can kill you. Pretty much everyone who's unvaccinated is going to expect to get sick.
4: The hospital says the majority of their COVID-related deaths are among patients who are unvaccinated. It's madness.
0: Get vaccinated. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo. Rest in peace, Wheezy.
4: When the next pandemic comes, if we do not make the changes that must be made, then who
3: will? We don't know when the next outbreak is gonna be. It could be a year from now, it could be 30 years from now, but we still have to be perpetually prepared. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. This moment also gives us a much greater chance to be radical and to do
0: things differently, to build back better and to build back bolder. We can't just build back to what it was before. We have to build back better.
3: I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. Mm. Yeah, I was there too. So were you. I just want to remind you as we go into this next conversation that after all of that insanity, when all the numbers got crunched, this virus had a death rate of approximately 0.35% across mm. the world, a third of 1%. It was just a bad flu. And if you were under the age of 59, you were in the 0.035%. I just want to remind you, 0 to 19, did they need a vaccine? The death rate for them was 0.00. 27%, 2, 2029.014. 20, you get the idea, these were zeros in any math class in the world. This was a manufactured disaster that destroyed our economies, destroyed our lives, and what we've got to ask ourselves is why. It's probably the main question we've been asking. Why? Why do they do it and who is the they? Well, I just read a brand new book that is out now, The Indoctrinated Brain. And uh, this blew my mind. Where I thought I'd had it all figured out, this nails it to the wall. Uh, and I am just honored uh, beyond measure to be joined now by the author, Dr. Michael Nels. Dell, thank you. I'm honored, too, being on this great show. Thank you very much. It's really great having <clears throat> you. Um, it's hard to even know where to start because there is just so many different you know, points that you're making in here. And and what I want to say is you bring up Matthias Desmet in the beginning of this book and um, I would say of probably all the interviews I did uh, over the last couple of years one of my top favorites was we had Matthias Desmet here and of course he was talking about mass formation and he said something that really stuck with me which is you've got to see the people that have gone along with this as though they've been hypnotized. If someone's hypnotized, they'll cut off their arm if you ask them to do it. And I kept thinking that as I was talking to friends and family around the country over the holidays, Mm -hmm. and it does almost feel like their eyes are spinning. There's certain trigger words. You say Trump Mm -hmm. and this Trump derangement syndrome, all of a sudden the conversation changes and there's no, it's like they're not home. They're like zombies. Mm -hmm. But you take this to another level. You take it, beyond just the psychology of sort of how they manage to brainwash us or hypnotize us, you actually get into the clinical medical side of this spike protein and of this vaccine and the effect that that had as a part of uh, dumbing us down or, you know, changing actually how our mind is working. Um, What gives you the background to even get into that conversation?
4: well um i first of all i had uh, a a background in in, in in molecular genetics and particularly in immunology and so i realized very quickly that it was not about the virus so from the immunology point of view it was totally clear there had to be something else behind that
3: and was that pretty instantaneous at what point i mean i always like to ask this my guests because even here on the show you know, we were involved in looking at vaccines long before this COVID thing happened, but I just remember people dropping in the streets and first I was like, well, that's alarming. Mm. But then the numbers just stopped
4: adding up. But, but at what point did you start to question the narrative? Well, the numbers didn't add up. And in particular, it was clear already for decades that even dying from influenza was caused by something we call a cytokine storm. That means an overreaction of the immune system, producing what we call pro-inflammatory cytokines. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a natural reaction. Actually, first, that we, if we have an infection, we produce these. But if we overreact, then of course the, the cytokines themselves become the dangerous part mm-hmm. of the disease. Actually, it's not the immune system; it's not the virus that mm-hmm. kills. It's the immune system itself that is dysfunct. It's not regulated correctly. And it's known already since, uh, let's say, 30 years that the main cause particularly for the seasonality of these diseases the respiratory diseases seasonality, yep, right. is, is, is based on the on the low level of vitamin d in the population and it was so you're re- saying
3: winter time less sun sun's lower less time yep. absorbing this vitamin we are know now it's a critical building block of our immune systems and that's why over the winters everyone starts getting those holiday flus and colds and things like that. Yeah
4: exactly and that was known already for decades and still it was only in vaccination program that was supposedly helpful you know to avoid uh, the disease or even or avoid a, a, a difficult cause of the disease even death but it was not true it just give people vitamin D and uh, we have a uh, Reduced number of people being affected was actually shown at a higher level of vitamin D, a natural level, not really high. We call, talk about a natural level, a level that you, for example, measure in people in Africa who don't eat vitamin D, they don't eat fish, which has contains vitamin D. They just are out in the sun, and they have a level of about 120, 130 nanomol per liter, and, and that was actually a level which was shown in, in 2021 that it protects to 100% from severe COVID cases. Right. and I actually, remember I think
3: it was at the level of 50, they said you could not find anyone that died of COVID that was 50 or above. Yeah, uh, that's, that's the probably
4: true, but yeah. the numbers were, were published and actually the German Cancer Research Center, which is really a really high valued you know, scientific um, you know, center in, the, in Germany, pretty much like the MIT in, in Howard, uh, and they published a paper based on data that uh, peer reviewed that that was in, in, in fall 2020 before the vaccine program started. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually don't call it vaccine at, at all, I call it spiking because it's. I love a, that. You have it's, a it's all about uh, getting the spike protein into the body. Right. That's what I, what we are talking about later we'll on. We'll get to that in just a moment. Sure. Yeah. But the, the point is that in. Fall 2020, the German Cancer Research Center published a paper that nine of ten COVID deaths could have been prevented by just giving enough vitamin D to the people. And it was proven at the same time in in an experiment in, in a hospital that people who actually came into the hospital with severe COVID, severe enough that they couldn't stay at home anymore, so they had to go to the hospital and they. And of course the question was now, do they have to go to the intensive care unit? Do they have to get artificial breathing? Uh, do they die? Yeah. So what do we do? And these people, it was a, uni- a university hospital in, in, uh, in the south of, uh, of Spain. What they did is they elevated the vitamin D level very quickly, not by giving vitamin D because what you measure as vitamin D in the body as vitamin d level is actually the pro hormone of vitamin d it's a modified version of it uh, that is uh, created in the liver okay and that's actually the pro hormone that is turned into the hormone which regulates for example genes that are regulating our immune system okay so so they elevated elevated the pro so d hormon- is
3: vitamin d is not technically I mean, it's not a vitamin as much as it's a hormone
4: yeah vitamin d is actually when it's transformed in the body it's an actual hormone and this hormone regulates functions in the brain, Okay. so for example with low levels of vitamin D compared to the natural levels of 125, compared to let's say 25, you have a 70 percent higher rate for example of Alzheimer's. Mm, so, by just, wow. just getting the level to 125 nanometers per a liter, point. Yeah, it's, it's actually in the book <laughs> yeah. because it's, we, we talk later about the Alzheimer's because Alzheimer's is actually a disease starting in the so-called hippocampus. It's our autobiographical memory right. center. That's why I call Alzheimer's also the hippocampal uh, dementia. Okay. And uh, you can prevent it. it. It's known to be pep- uh, that we can prevent it. And that's the second part of my education that allowed me to write this book. So The first part was the immun- immunological part. The other one is the neurological part okay. because here everything comes together. Right. And my wife actually asked me why did I write the book and not somebody else out of eight billion people and I was actually wondering myself, because the data are out there. There's all these puzzle pieces of the puzzle I put together, but these pieces were out there for everybody right. to see. But maybe I saw them because I have two specialities, immunology and neurobiology. And then when you look from both parts, you can actually put these puzzle pieces together to a picture, seamless. And then you see it completely different, have a different, completely different view what's actually going on. Now going back to the to the uh, the data we had on vitamin D, it was totally clear that uh, people wouldn't die from COVID, but still there was no in- interest actually to provide people vitamin D. They, so when the first trial started with the with this, this spiking program uh, vaccination, yes. for those who didn't so get much. We'll term. stick with spiking program. I think we got it. Yeah. yeah so when this, the, the, the trials, uh, I was asking myself whenever I want to make a clinical trial, I have to test my my new product against the best alternative that's out there. Right. Well, the best alternative based on research, like for for example from the German German, uh, Cancer Research Center is to give people vitamin D. So you compare the vaccination, the the spiking compared, you have to compare it to people who actually get enough vitamin D. But with vitamin D, nobody dies. So, So what does a vaccine do? Nothing. Right. So, But they didn't do the trial like this. They actually told us you don't have to use vitamin D. Vitamin D is dangerous. The New England Journal of Medicine published in fall 2020, uh, 20, yeah, 2020 they published that nobody needs vitamin D. Even if there is a deficiency in vitamin D, you don't need it. And physicians should stop testing vitamin D, and people should stop supplementing vitamin D, even if they have a deficit. That's the New England Journal of Medicine, by the way, the same journal that published most of these trials yeah. on the spiking program. So, so it's incredible. Th-
1: so I'm gonna pop this over here, and if, if I'm a little loud, I can't. for some reason, I can't hear the videos very well. Um, I'm gonna pause that there, but we're gonna come back to this video. And I'm reading your comments, uh, going back to um, homeschooling. Corey was in the chat, so hey, Corey. Uh, He has a really neat um, homeschooling uh, curriculum that even has praise and worship in it. Um, You guys were, there's a lot of, a lot of you guys were homeschooling you're talking about Montessori's, Uh, a lot of you guys were running the numbers um, and that shows me that you guys were using, you guys were using your own brain. You were using your hippocampus. You were able to run those kind of scenarios outside of the fear paradigm, which means you're highly intelligent. Uh, to his point on the vitamin D, you guys know that one of our good friends, Dr. Eric Naputi, came out. He was the first guy on Facebook. He was the guy who said, take Quercetin, vitamin C, and vitamin D. The government sued him for telling people to take vitamin D for millions of dollars. He finally, he was just on Dell Big Tree about a month and a month and a half ago. It was so awesome. It was so powerful. He won, but he's out so much. Um And but he got really close to the Lord, but the government sued Dr. Eric Naputi for saying vitamin D would help. But that's that's the power and the pressure that they put on us um, uh, because they didn't want us to they didn't they didn't want us to fight it. Right. Um, I know Isaiah uh, 4110 Sherry in there um, said that she lost her dad because they didn't like that he wasn't vaccinated and they did not treat his pneumonia. These hospitals, they really did a number on people and they killed people when they could have just, like you guys said, checked their levels, given them high dose vitamin C, if anything, and vitamin D. And instead of putting them on the ventilator, um, they, could have, they could have, they could have, really could have saved lives instead of taking them.
3: Point as you point out in the book, if this really was a public health measure, we would have gone with, first of all, the fastest and cheapest route. Even while we're waiting for the vaccine, maybe the vaccine's going to be great, maybe it won't. But why didn't every you know health department say at least bump up your vitamin D, get your vitamin D up? You're going to you know you're going to do a lot better here. They didn't do that, and, and, and to your point, they went the opposite direction. They you know basically attacked. We we had a a, a chiropractor on here that got sued for 500 billion dollars by the united yeah. states of america See. for recommending vitamin
4: d well, okay that, so that fits the bill coming back to this study i wanted wanted to to, to discuss in the study they gave not vitamin d but vitamin d pro hormone okay. that is mm-hmm. the, the, essentially the the form that is circulating in the circulating in the blood and that's what you usually measure when you measure vitamin d mm-hmm. And you have to pump up this quickly. If you just give vitamin D and not the vitamin D pro hormone, it takes three, four, or five days before the level okay. goes up. But you can imagine if you come to the hospital severely ill, mm-hmm. you don't you have know, much time. You ha- don't have four or five days. Right. Yes, 500 million. So billion. they gave the vitamin D pro hormone and the level went up quickly. The consequence, compared to the control group, it was a control trial, nobody died, nobody went to, to the, in the intensive care unit, compared to the control group, so the the risk of getting
1: they sued our friend dr eric naputi for half a trillion dollars for saying taking vitamin d which has no side effects
4: into the intensive care unit was 25 times higher without vitamin d pro hormone wow so this study should have immediately yes. triggered something and it was published three months before the vaccination program started wow so it was all known and of course at that point i was asking myself why is this happening and now, coming back to my research on Alzheimer's disease, I knew that neuroinflammation, inflammation in the brain, is the major cause of Alzheimer's. And it's caused usually by a, a lifestyle that is not healthy,
2: mm. a
4: lifestyle that is far away from our natural lifestyle. So we have deficiencies, not only by vitamin D, maybe also omega-3 fatty acids, we don't walk enough. Mm-hmm. And what I realized, and I published this in a peer-reviewed paper in 2016, it's called Unified Theory of Alzheimer's Disease. Okay. And in this paper, I show that the production of nerve cells in our autobiographical memory, if this is down, you get- Autobio- also- Autobiographical memory. Yeah. It's-
1: so we're talking about the autobiographical memory. We're just we're going to go over this again. He mentioned walking. Uh, Scott Kesterson's parents are in their like late 80s or something. Um, they might be in their 90s. They're up there. And they walk like three miles a day. And they're 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 sharp as a tack, and they're gardening with Scott, and they're putting vegetables and canning vegetables. They act like sixty-year-olds. I'm not kidding you, because they keep themselves doing something new.
4: Essentially, our so the story our, we're writing of, for, of, for, of, about, about, about ourselves, everything ourselves. that we think about, everything that we experience, everything we talk about with other people. Everything is stored in our brain, but in one particular region of the brain, which has this, uh, uh, an anatomical yeah, structure that looks like uh, a seahorse. Okay. Yeah. And the Latin or the the the, the Greek word for seahorse is hippocampus. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's called the hippocampus, and the hippocampus. Uh, has the ability for the whole life here we show the yeah, picture it yeah it's on it's in here in the temporal lobe like a, a big the size of a thumb okay. here on both sides and it has the ability to draw the wealth of our experience over the whole whole lifetime if we are, even if you get 120 years old you still can remember new things every day without forgetting old things that's what the hippocampus allows you. Okay. But only on the one premise, it has to produce new nerve cells every day. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it has to keep producing... Yeah, because it's limited cells. in size, and if your wealth of experience grows, it has to grow It's. Uh, as-
1: this is like a computer, and you need to add a new SD card. It's limited in size, and it has to grow in size if you're adding new information to it. So you actually have to grow new cells, and God has a way for it to grow but when you get older, it actually shrinks because of modern living
4: as well. And it wow, can. it's like expanding your hard drive. Yeah, it's, it's constantly growing. And the growth is really instrumental for many things. Not only that your memory stays in sh- sharp over her- your whole life, it also has additional uh, abilities. So these new nerve cells which are produced The technical term is adult, because it's still happening when we are grown up. Adult hippocampal, because it's happening only in the hippocampus, neurogenesis. So genesis meaning birth. So adult hippocampal neurogenesis. Yeah, adult hippocampal neurogenesis. And this process, if this is ongoing, it prevents completely the likelihood that you get Alzheimer's. So the only thing you have to do is fertilize your brain. Yeah, with something that the brain needs. And from an uh, ev- ev- evolutionary perspective, it's totally clear what we need. So, th- so if these cells are growing, they provide you with something which we call curiosity. These are actually the, I would say, the neuronal correlate for m- human curiosity. If these cells are not working, if they're not produced, you're not curious anymore. Wow. You try to s- remain in your normal yeah, life uh, behavior, but you don't want to get out of it. You don't want to think out of the box. So they are the main reason that we are curious. But when you are curious, you have, to, you, you have an, uh, an, uh, the idea to go into new fields of thinking, maybe in new areas of walking, you, maybe, yeah. you, you, you change your terrain where you have been living before. Uh, these are all things that are kind of potentially dangerous. So what these cells also provide you with is um, the psychological resilience. So, if these cells are not growing, your psychological resilience is down, and you can be essentially led by fear mongering very easily. Right. Everything that is kind of frightful is dangerously frightful for you because you don't have these cells so you
3: say your curiosity is what takes you out the door it's what allows you to take risks I'm curious enough I'm gonna get outside my comfort zone exactly. as we lose that curiosity we get more and more controlled we want our environment to stay controlled I was just talking about this with my wife
1: so basically if you are it, the modern society of the nine to five right you get up, you you drink your coffee, you eat your breakfast, you go to work, you do basic things that you know you're going to do. And then you come home, you watch some TV and you go to sleep, your brain starts to degenerate. Okay. If you don't want to step out, if you don't want to start new things, if you don't want to, if people who, um, can't have a conversation with somebody on a new, like ask questions, be a question asker. Ask people questions about their lives. Here, I guess I learned this also. He said this in another interview. Even asking other people questions about their experiences creates those neuro pathways. So if you're having conversations with people who are learning something new, let's say there's a circuit rider and he's coming in and he just was at the Battle of Little Bighorn. Hearing that story, and if you are emotionally invested, and there's an emotional kind of understanding there, and you kind of you catch that it's not a factual based thing, it's kind of emotional based, it, 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 the emotional trigger, uh, you, um, you, you'll, grow, you'll continue to grow your brain bigger.
3: In a lot of young people I see this, like a fear of change, like mm-hmm. you change
4: the schedule or something, it's like the end of the world. And that's completely unnatural. Right. Natural would be that we grow our wealth of experience and actually that's the main reason we, humans get so old older than their reproduction phase mm. like chimpanzee for example when they are 45 50 years old a few years after they have given the last birth they actually die they only get 55 maybe 60 years old humans can get up to 120 years old you beyond know? And, and way past and childhood. the main reason that's right. actually published and well reviewed is the uh, the grandmother hypothesis which says being alive as a grandmother Creates the likelihood that you uh, or provides a likelihood or increases the likelihood that your grandchildren survive. That's published until the end of the nineteenth century. Mm. It's known that for every decade a grandmother lives, uh, the, the, she has two grandchildren that grow up to adulthood that makes her genes essentially survive. So wow. so, but it only works. Is that because she takes care of them, and is a part yeah. of the family? Like when many we, many things about she provides help. she's able to help. Yeah. and she has wisdom. It's not like right. a hundred years ago you couldn't ask Google what, what, what you have to do. You have to ask grandmother. Right, and that's actually no, uh, known, and it, it's it's published well, and uh, it, it's it's essentially a fact. And the point is, the only way yet to get grandmothers and grandparents of co- uh, and grandfathers of course as well because they share the same genes is that they grow their wealth of experience up to the oldest age
2: Mm.
4: and that's only possible because we are um, essentially by nature allowed to produce new nerve cells up to the highest age in the hippocampus Mm. and these cells as i said provide us with the ability to grow our wealth of experience but also to be curious that we actually learn new things Mm -hmm. and if the grandmother wouldn't learn new things then she would be dumb. And so, we ha- take, so if we take grandma away from the
3: family, not involved, not taking walks, not meeting grandchildren, chasing them around the room, and we stick her in an old folks' home to sit in a quiet room by herself,
4: That's does she die quicker? Absolutely, and it, it enhances very fast the, 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 the development of Alzheimer's and depression. Because since these cells also provide us with a high level of psychological resilience, their production, if you shut the production down, the result is a high level or high risk of getting depression. Mm. Actually, all antidepressiva, all drugs against depression, do one thing in common that is activating the production of these nerve cells. Mm. But of course, it doesn't work if you don't add other things to it that these cells need. So without vitamin D, without, let's say, omega-3 fatty acids, without uh, maybe enough hiking, without experiences that these cells have to essentially code, they wouldn't survive. Mm. So so you need essentially a natural habitat that you can really easily explain from an evolutionary perspective. So taking this all together, uh, and I published another book, and I just actually wrote a scientific paper about it, is that, and there was a Nobel Prize in 2002 to Daniel Kahneman who showed that being able to make decisions in situations where it's demanded maybe to get out of the comfort zone, to really think that you need some kind of mental energy. And what I've shown in the paper before this one it's called the exhausted brain, but it's not hasn't been translated yet into English, it's only in German, but it was a bestseller there. In the exhausted brain, I show that the mental energy is provided by these nerve cells. If these nerve cells are there, you are eager to learn and to think but if they are not there, you're not eager to think. And essentially this is what you are missing. you don't have the mental energy to think. And that's what happens usually in people when they uh, during the day. Mm. If I work very hard during the first hours of the day, at least in the after, maybe in the afternoon, and latest in the evening, I'm what I co- what science call ego depleted. I, I'm out of mental energy. yeah. So, that's no problem because overnight these cells grow back. Uh, uh, grow, uh, grow. of sleep. Yeah, and in the morning, because they only grow when we sleep,
2: mm-hmm.
4: in the morning hundreds of these cells are there again, and my ego is repl- replenished, and I can start thinking and driving again, being curious again, and learn new things. Mm-hmm. So these cells we can regard as the mental immune system of humans. You, s- you have to think about this from. Let's say an evolutionary point of view again, or let's say the evolutionary imperative is to to be futile and to uh, to multiply. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the imperative. We can also read, of course, in the Bible, but it's the imperative of the evolution. Uh, we, the two of us, wouldn't be sitting here if our parents and grandparents and so forth haven't essentially obeyed to this imperative. Right. Okay. But in order to actually, yeah be fertile, you have to grow up. In order to grow up, you have to defend y- your life uh, all the time. Yeah. Against microorganisms, it's clear, we defend with our bodily immune system, the immune cells against microorganisms, which could be pathogenic. But we also have to have an immune system against macroorganisms that could be pathogenic. Right. Maybe animals, but mostly other humans. Right. The only way to be... To protect yourself against so other humans, we're in humans. a constant battle with microorganisms.
3: Our bodies having to fight, we're fighting to stay alive. Macroorganisms, things that are coming yeah, that
4: one to outside dominate our life. For example, right. So, so we have our mental immune system, our memory of things of the past, how we are the communication with other people. We have the ability to think about these things. We have. Uh, and, and, and come up with solutions, yeah. so we have an imen- a mental immune system. This mental immune system is essentially crucially depending on the ability to produce these new nerve cells. If we don't produce these nerve cells, our I- mental immune system breaks down. Right. Yeah. Now, in 2002, 2003, mm-hmm. uh, when SARS-CoV-1 was out there and I was working on uh, already on, on uh, the idea that uh, these cells are... Uh, essentially. SARS-CoV-1, so the right. SARS-CoV-1, yeah, yeah, exactly. Before SARS-CoV-2. Yeah, SARS-CoV-1 tried to make a pandemic, didn't manage really, but was, but was scientifically published at the time is that the spike protein activates the immune system producing pro-inflammatory cytokines and was already published at the time is that the spike protein, when activating the immune system Then the pro-inflammatory cytokines shut down the production of of nerve cells in the hippocampus. Actually, it's the best. So this was known all
3: the way back in SARS-CoV-1, that it's inspiring a cytokine reaction that is shutting down these neurons in your hippocampus that you need to keep creating Mm -hmm. in order to avoid Alzheimer's at the very least, but also to keep expanding the hard
4: drive, if you will, that's storing your memory and and, and your ability to or survive an attack by, by other let's say uh, h- human beings that want to maybe conquer your life uh, you have to see it not only from the person's perspective you have to see it from the society if i want to dominate a society i have to shut down the immune system of the society right. of course it would nice the, 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 the bodily immune system but even more important the mental immune system and the best point of attack is the shutdown of the adult hippocampal neurogenesis is the best point of attack and with sars-cov-1 it was shown that by activating the immune system producing the pro-inflammatory cytokines the very same cytokines that we see in the cytokine storm these cytokines shut down completely the production of nerve cells in the mm. hippocampus oh, essentially funny. shut down the mental immune system so when this Nobel prize 2023 was given to the yeah, spiking program yeah and i read about that these scientists who got it uh, came up with the idea 15 years ago i started to count back and said well if they had the idea at that time how we can we actually make sure that enough spike protein enters the brain the brain to permanently shut down the production of these nerve cells well i have to maybe create a vaccine and uh, and this vaccine should maybe be tampered with in a little way that it produces a portion of the spike protein that efficiently enters the blood brain uh, the brain by crossing the blood brain barrier and by putting in the furin cleavage site it actually does so, so the spiking but also the infection co- causes the in, so essentially the transfer of this pure, of this s1 subunit yeah. which is the part which is clipped off of the spike protein by the furin um, molecular yep. scissors that we have in our We've talked a lot about it. we've talked a lot on this show, the S1... Exactly. Right. Yep. It enters the brain the brain, and uh, causes brain fog, for example, that's uh, the mild right. version of it, and uh, it was actually shown that if the receptor for the spike protein, which is called TLR4, if this receptor, for example, is very weak in its activity by genetic variants, then you don't get brain fog. If it's very high in its activity, you get very likely brain fog. Right. But if this r- receptor for the spike protein is activated, it leads to the production of interleukin-1, interleukin-6, pro-inflammatory cytokines, and they shut down the adult hyper So I mean, you're, you're, you're
3: hypothesizing that if you were going to say, I mean, because what we're talking about is creative thought, curiosity those things that make someone an independent individual taking risks going out in the world not like you know not shuddering at home and staying afraid if you needed to control that population if you wanted them to to not be as difficult to manage to not strike out on their own remove their independence remove their autobiographical story that makes them feel like an individual you would want to shut down the development of those neurons that need to keep growing growing in the hippocampus, and you're saying that this S1 is the perfect delivery system. It's what it does. It goes in and shuts exactly that part of the brain down, mm. and then suddenly this virus comes along. The virus has one issue. You can be infected, but the vaccine itself isolates the
4: part of this that would be the perfect delivery system. Yeah, absolutely. To- the infection essentially is, or the fear of, from the infection essentially is the means to get everybody. Body to, to actually infect themselves. Yeah, and it's even worse because now I started to think about what actually happens besides shutting down the immune system. Something else happens. The, even if you are ego depleted in the evening, naturally, it, yeah. that you have done a lot of, let's say, socially or creative work, social work, and you have learned a lot, and your hippocampus is full. So you're ego depleted, and that's the, the, that's the main cause you go to sleep. Right.
1: So you actually can be, can, you can get to the point where your hippocampus is kind of filled to mm-hmm. um, throughout the day if you've done a lot. And this is this is kind of, some of us have felt this way when you have researched a lot, you've oh, learned a yeah. lot. Your brain is like, I'm full, sleep. And then tomorrow, this is, you've, you may have heard this. So when you learn the piano, mm-hmm. you practice... You, after, like, um, an hour of practicing, yeah, you won't get any better that day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And I found that to be true. So, because your brain is already filled. Yeah. So, you have to sleep. You have to come back the next day. Maybe you could just take a little nap. I don't know how long to sleep <laughs> know, you need yeah, yeah. for it to, for your brain to actually, but then it grows. Yeah. And it, it, it becomes part of your brain. So cool. Um, yeah, so go ahead.
4: To essentially recharge the energy and as you said
3: it's almost like that hard drive ha- it's like the the thumb has to drive and sort of dump the information and clear to get ready for the next day it's it. absolutely that's, it exactly
4: that's exactly what's happening right and it, and it, it, it is it is it in detail yeah. how it works but uh that's completely natural but you can you can imagine even in the evening i'm a medical doctor so in the evening if a friend calls and says oh my wife or my kid is very sick can you help me Of course I'm not telling him on the phone, well, I'm ego depleted right now, Uh, call me next morning. Of course I will react to it. And I will remember that I have reacted to it. Mm -hmm. So what happens? I was just telling I have no neurons to actually memorize. So it's still possible, there is an emergency mechanism, it's quite easy to understand. What happens is the memories from the day will be overwritten, yeah? by the new memories. So I lose essentially memory content from the day, from the day before. So I reuse those neurons that I've already used. I just essentially use them for something new, which is now actually more important than maybe something else.
1: Have you ever experienced this? You've gone through the day, maybe you've gone through something and then um, you've learned a lot, you've done something, you've accomplished something, and then an emergency happens. Mm Your brain, in order to get information, in order to 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 deal with that particular situation and Mm -hmm. to remember that, you will forget. You know, it's so interesting. Other things from that day. You're rewriting. Did you
0: tell them about my? Did I miss anything? Did you tell them about yesterday? No, I didn't. It's really fascinating. So, yesterday, Leah was talking to me about a recipe that I made once, like seven years ago. But I wasn't talking to you about that recipe seven years ago. But that was the only time that I remember having made it. And Leah says, but you made this a very, very ago. recently. Yeah,
1: two or three months ago. And
0: I was like, no, I didn't. I have not made this thing, okay? It's it butternut squash boats with sausage and, you know, it's really, very yummy, actually. Leah's like, I'm going to make it. I need you to tell me how to make it. And I'm like, but I said, Leah, you're asking me specifics about a recipe that I only made one time six years ago. And she's like, "No, you just made this a few months ago." I'm like, "No, I didn't." And she's like, "Michelle, I think you're going crazy, okay?" And then you wake up to this video, mm-hmm. and it makes sense why this happens to you and I all the time, where we will b- both have experienced a thing, and mm-hmm. one of us remembers it, and the other one doesn't, and we're like, "Are you crazy?" Well,
1: and I think that there must like have you been were there there must have been something some crisis because we that actually happens. had we actually had. A conversation about this, and I remember her saying, and she remembers the part where I said, "It's okay, you can make it again,"
0: because you had done something different to it that yeah. I wasn't going to do, or whatever. Yeah, yeah but you
1: didn't. even, But you didn't. But see, remember, I thought that was a soup. That was probably another thing. But was, <laughs> I was like, "You, you're you like, it's okay, I'll make it again." And so I asked Matt, and I said, "Matt, do you remember <laughs> recently <laughs> eating out of a half <laughs> of butternut squash?" She's like, "Yeah."
0: Okay, but I don't remember it at all. And you made it. Isn't that whole funny? The thing. So it must have been something. And we have had some high-stress stuff.
1: Yes, we have. Within
0: the past few months. Uh-huh. So it wouldn't, it's not outside of the realm of possibilities. And then there was something else yesterday that you're like, how come you don't remember this? Mm-hmm. And it's like, is Michelle going crazy? Or have we just had some high-stress stuff that we've been under? One of those high-stress things has been, I've been up late at night working on the this kind of thing. Yeah. You know, and then we've had a couple of other things. You know, just different stressful things that we've had, and, and so then, it, it would make sense that these would and get you, overwritten. You don't,
1: you don't smell right still, right? Yeah. And so I think that there, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I think maybe we all have experienced some of this mm-hmm. or experienced loved ones who are experiencing this. I'll just, I'll, I'll tell you, my uncle Jack, he, what, he, his, his memory is not back. Uh, all the way since he had COVID, mm-hmm. um, uh, and he but says, "But I'm encouraged." I
0: didn't mean to cut you off there. I've been thinking about this, mm-hmm. um, about different things that even I can do. I'm like, I, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. There are things in my life that I don't do that I know that are good for me mm-hmm. that I, I think is selfish. One of those things is spending time with God, mm-hmm. right? Like I feel like because I love it so much. Uh-huh. That when I, that spending too much time with the Lord is a selfish thing mm-hmm. because I need to be doing active things in my mm-hmm. life, right? Um, but other things like playing the piano and yeah. worship and things like that. And 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 since today, since you, since tonight, since you've been talking about all I this, I need to
1: do this for I, my own. Mental. I need
0: so you would work out. Yeah, you would eat healthy. You would spend time with God mm-hmm. because you know I need to do these things for my yeah. overall health. Yeah, creative things. Mm-hmm. That maybe feel a little bit selfish because it's time alone for yourself to do. I mean, you can incorporate other You've people as much as you can. But
1: those uh, older couples, uh, especially ladies who still dance until they're eighty, or year old. Yeah, you're learning. If you learn a new dance move. Yeah. You're gonna create a new. You're gonna like make. I your love brain... writing
0: music, and I love writing songs on the piano. And so but I can... don't do it because I feel like oh, I should be doing other things.
1: But if you're, you can do this even if you're not a physically active person. Um, it's good to be. It's yeah. good to be um, if you can be. But uh, somebody said, you know, reading your Bible, memorizing scripture. Kevin yeah, said that today. Memorizing scripture uh, and spending time with God. So here's the cool part. I want to make this kind of spiritual. If you're talking to God and God is going to show you new things. Yeah. Your brain's going to grow. Yeah. You're going to wake up. And so my mom, I, I I kept waiting for my mom to to wake up today because I she had talked about this mental exercise thing yesterday. And I was like, Mom, you're not going to believe this. Okay, I got this video today. It's amazing. And I was like, just, you're just away for me. And she literally wakes up and she's like on cloud nine. She's like, I just got to tell you what I woke up to. I just had this thought of how we were made from dust. And, and, and cause there in was In the, the garden video, of Eden. And there was gold in the garden and the garden with gold. So there's probably so the, gold dust the, in it. And so there'd it was probably be dust
0: a, in the dirt, gold dust in the dirt. So we were made of cause gold. Cause
1: we watched the video about there's uh, gold in our heart. Yeah. By the Infowars guy. Um, and, uh, she was talking about like the colors of gold and blue and like, those are try like the UN colors or something. They're trying to do gold and blue and our blood is blue. And she's like coming up with all this stuff. And so I literally, I'm laughing to myself. I'm like, you grew your hippocampus last night. <laughs> she grew it and it grew like giant. Okay. Yeah. And so she's waking up in the morning and she's happy and relieved. Yeah. Because her brain has taken the things that she learned yesterday and worked them through. And she's, compi- and it's like, literally, this is going to go here. And this is going to go here. And God, and when we bring God into this mix, mm-hmm. okay, then your brain is going to grow bigger. Well, so this, I was thinking about, because of
0: how much I love to write prophetically. I oh, love to write sure. spiritual poetry yeah, in words, in mm-hmm. in poems. And yeah. I think I was thinking that, I was thinking about that today mm-hmm. with all this stuff. I'm mm-hmm. like. I think that that's all really good well, for your and hippocampus. I
1: think, I think what we're talking about is that we're adding in an element that hasn't been added into a, long, a long COVID. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Into a long COVID or to vaccine injured for people. Repairing
0: for repairing the damage For repairing was done.
1: the hippocampus. So you're not under the attack because you're not being vaccinated now. You're not under the attack. You don't have COVID now. Um, and so now you've got to do some repairs. Do you okay? think that,
0: um, like, puzzles... Are involved like I'm thinking of like for older people or disabled people or whatever. I mean, and on a very basic level, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, anything. But you know that's what's interesting
1: creative. is that this guy points out that the video games are the negative. Neurons. I would, yeah, numbers, I would agree with that. You know, I would think that. Yeah, doing things online, I think they it's, kill your brain. They kills, do kills your brain, kills your brain cells. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Catherine, was like, now you need to read this book on your, you know, your brain on the internet, and uh, I said no. Because I need to be on the internet to share this information to get people off the internet. Yeah. That's you true. know? Um, so in 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 so I would encourage you guys, those things that you think are just hobbies, keep doing them. They're literally keeping you alive, like your brain snappy. You know what I mean? Go ahead. Okay.
4: And I'm starting to overwrite things. I might overwrite even my memory of a birthday twenty years ago. Mm. Uh, A birthday celebration. I might overwrite pieces of that because I memorize something new in an emergency situation. Mm. This is not really problematic, of course. That's why an emergency situation happens. But consider this emergency situation is now a chronic situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's say you shut down the index. I call them index neurons because they index all our memories. If these the, the neurons that are produced by the adult hippocampal neurogenesis. They are indexing all our memories. So if I shut down the index neuron production completely and I force people not by calling them I have an emergency but the emergency is a world crisis in climate. It's a world crisis about another pandemic. It's a world crisis about maybe a nuclear war because people are fighting nonsensically over certain borders. All these things are of course, also emergencies, global emergencies, and they have impact on my, my daily life. So I will remember, but I can't actually because I don't have new index neurons because the spike protein has taken care of them. We don't have adult hippocampal neurogenesis. So what happens? The narratives that are the mainstream telling me start to override piece by piece all the things that make up my personality. Mm-hmm. Everything, all my memories are overwritten. This is a much more traumatic way of, it's just like indoctrination 2.0. 2. You, you make such
3: a good point, you're probably getting to it, but just because I found it so shocking and, and and really made me think about my own lifestyle. You talk about that in movies all the time, we show people being brainwashed while they're asleep, right? We put like a mantra in and then while they sleep, they suddenly, you know, Uh, take that information in and it changes their mind and you said in the book actually science has shown that that doesn't work at all like they've tried it in every way shape or form it doesn't actually work but what does work is if you can reprogram the brain right before it goes to sleep right before it does that download and drops the information off the drive if you can fill that drive with fear or an impulse or information or as you point out this moment we all are so many of us are ending our night with the nightly news we sit there and we turn on the tv and the last thing we do when our mind is exhausted and and just you know out of neurons to use we overwrite all of the great experiences with the of the day with this droning fear and depression and anger and war deceit judgment and overwrite it and then we go to sleep and then that gets transferred over
0: so I'm wondering if a lesson here to be had would be if you're going to intake this kind of stuff, don't do it right before you go to
1: sleep. Yeah. And what he's saying is before you go to sleep, um, make sure you are put your phone away and then do a re-dump on what you want to think about before you go to sleep. What do you mean? Um, think about the day. Okay. Oh. Think about what you did that day. Oh, that's really good. And, and do like a Bring kind of a mental, again? yeah, so that you're going to. You're gonna put that in the forefront, so you're you're telling your brain, yeah. "I want you to to put this into my memory. I, I want to remember that. this. I want to do that. Okay, this is what I want to remember." And you can do that and rewrite the good memories and the God memories. Um, oh so my that gosh, you could sleep.
0: rewrite your memories. Right you then s- and you there, you certainly could. You should. So we need to all take. So a- if you have a traumatic day, mm-hmm. rewrite it right then and there, so we don't have to do it twenty years later mm-hmm. and make it the way that it should have been, the way yeah. it was. If God's there, yeah, right?
3: think, yeah, exactly. It's really good. Absolutely. And, and I mean, that I just found that to be just a mind, just really mind blowing point, and we're doing it to ourselves.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And and the problem is, the index neurons, they remain in the hippocampus of the whole life. These are the ones. That essentially everything, the content of everything we learn, is uploaded into the neocortical, let's say, hard drive. I say, yeah, this is mm-hmm. where the upload happens in the night, in the first deep sleep phases of the night, the slow wave sleep. Everything is uploaded. The only information that remains is when and where we learned something, or thought about something, and this when and where is encoded by these new neurons that are produced by adult hippocampal neurogenesis. Mm-hmm. And that's why I call them index neurons. And these index neurons stay in the hippocampus. And they have to add, you have to add every, year, every day new index neurons. Otherwise, you would start overriding previous experiences. Mm. Now, it's not just that what we learned over the day that is overwritten in the evening. Things that we have learned in the past, because this is, there's a whole selection of index neurons that can be used. Right. But if you shut down index neuron production completely, then you're essentially over maybe months, but maybe a year, two years, three years, five years, what happens is that you override almost everything. And then what <laughs> ends up is you have people that are just, uh, their personality is nothing else than the nar- narrative. And what, what we experienced already is these informations become part of their personality. Mm-hmm. And that explains also why people, when you question this narrative, in, in family discussions you know hey i've just got this information about yeah, the this virus is dangerous for whatever reason or we have to get this third fourth fifth injection and he said oh wait a moment i have other data look at this it's almost like you step on their toes mm-hmm. and that's you go into their private room of, of, of the, in their privacy yeah, room of personality and that's actually what's happening because these narratives have become part of their personality already
1: pause that real quick so and what you don't has question happened the with the COVID is that when you are talking to people about the vaccine and the masking and the things like that, what has happened is that these narratives have overwritten their own personalities and who they are and their lived experiences,
2: mm-hmm.
0: their um Ability to access memories mm-hmm. that would influence a different decision.
1: Exactly. So what's happening, and I've noticed this with friends and families, they've they've forgotten like who we used to be. Yeah. They've forgotten critical thinking. They're not critical thinking the same way they used to do with yeah. me in a conversation. Right. Okay. And when you mention ivermectin to these people, or when you mention some of you know, the vaccine or something. The reason that they get so angry and take it so personally is because the 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 memory that they have created now around it is their own personality. Yeah, it's who they are. You're really touching good, yeah. the very essence of who they are now. That's really because powerful. it's overwritten who they are.
0: So let's let's sit on that for a second because that's like what you just stated is it makes so much sense and why you they're so see it. triggered. So is, if, if you if you if you question if you draw into question from anyone. Mm-hmm just a, a, a belief or something that they think or something that they thought, most people can be swayed. No, most people, not swayed, but they can look at it from all different sides. So if
1: we're going to talk about climate change or something, right. if you have somebody who's an ideologue on it, we can sit down and we can have a conversation. But if they have overwritten this information on their personality, they, we can't have a conversation. even Because you're attacking literally the essence of who they are. Yeah, and, and honestly, this can go in, in religions, mm-hmm. right? This can go with Christians and, and certain uh, kinds of Christian and certain belief systems. So the end times theology is why we're here, yeah. right? End times theology has overwritten people's personalities. That's really good, Leah. Okay, and so what has happened is when you mention that it might not be true, mm-hmm. they freak out because that's now part of who they are. Exactly. If that has never overwritten that part of their personality, you guys here on Revelation Red Pill are the ones that it never really probably overwrote your personality. Mm-hmm. Some of you have woken up to it, and there, that's why there's hope. You, right. Your brain can your brain can heal in every situation. Just to let you know that, okay, you can pull out your 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 drug addict child from fentanyl. You can pull out your aunt and uncle from the COVID narrative. Mm-hmm. It may take a while. It may take a miracle. It may take something. I'm sure. I don't know if he gets to this. The one thing that might shake you up and 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 get you to to. To not to, to maybe start to read, but it, it takes time. And and you know, when we've done this Revelation Red Pill with you guys, you guys will say to me, the first the first five episodes, mm-hmm. my brain hurts. It, I know because you're rewriting. Why is your brain hurt? Because you are rewriting the overriding of the theology on your personality. You're getting your personality back, but it's been mental work. I've heard some of you guys said, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't. This one, I have to listen to two or three times. My brain hurts. Okay. When we were talking about Scofield and Darby, you guys get it now. But in the beginning, you guys were literally like coming to me like, I can't run anymore. <laughs> I can't. I'm trying to keep up. I just can't. Right. Because right. your brain, you're trying to catch it all. Yeah. Okay. And, and and you may need to um, and and that's why you all get, need certificates because you've gotten so far now it's old hat and you you're you have mental fortitude resilience and endurance now that now it's like what do you mean the end times theology you know but you now you need to remember when you when you thought that way <laughs> you <laughs> overrode your brain that's good let's go let's go back
4: right. Nobody wants that, it's, it's natural. But uh, it shows already what's going on. And uh, the, the long-term problem is quite clear. I mean, you have had the intro with the Great Reset. Uh, the Great Reset is essentially a new operating system that is installed in huma- uh, to, to humanity. Like a digital operating system, yeah. DOS, we have, a, I call it in the book, a social operating system, SOS, like save our souls. Yeah. That's what, what, what I mean by it. It's a social operating system, and like with a DOS system, I remember from my past when I had to install a new version, I had to erase the old one completely. Right. Otherwise, the new rules would be in conflict with the old rules. Right. So uh, now the same thing happens with humans. You have to install a new operating system, the great reset narratives, uh, but you don't want to have to con- conflict, with, conflict internally with old Im- uh, informations, like wh- how was the world before? And, and so you have right. to erase essentially and reform it the, the hard drive in our brain. And the best way to do that is override the index neurons. And that's what's happening, it's my opinion. And everything that we discussed, or you discussed in your show today, yeah. like uh, the increases in, uh, in death rates, uh, the, the vast data you know, on, on, on all these diseases, autoimmune, the extreme rise in depression and Alzheimer's, which are all hippocampal diseases, Right. can be explained, but are all, in my opinion, only a collateral damage of the main purpose that is to transform the mind to accept a new way of, uh, of um, operating system of the society. And this operating system has to be a global one because the narrative tells us these threats that now became personalities you know, for the people, they yeah. become their new personality, all these threats are global and no government in the world not no individual government can solve the problem so who can solve the problem a world government right so the very people who t- who essentially started this whole program this war on the human brain are the ones who tell us now they are also the ones can solve the problem
2: mm-hmm. yeah? right
4: install a, a new global Stockholm syndrome you talk about i mean this yeah. idea of like we end up you know
3: the very people that attack us kidnap us take away all of our rights, then they end up being the ones, we're your salvation, we're going to take care of you, and in the end, we won't even run for help. We think we're with the, the people that, yeah. that help us. Yeah. You, when you were stupid. saying, the, you know, the, the, the uploading the system or updating the system, I think about my cell phone update. I think about how many times people go, oh, don't touch that new update. It messes your whole phone up. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this as I was reading this, so many of us right now that somehow managed to escape getting the vaccine critical thinking kicked in we didn't you know we kept you know growing our adult neurons uh hippocampal neurons and so you did. but i was like it's like we dodged that update we didn't get the update and now <laughs> the now update. the world has a problem now these world leaders have a problem it's actually a pretty large group of people that are now walking the Planet that are not working on the same operating
4: system right. as everybody else. Yeah, and this is this is the group that is really the group that gives me hope. Yeah, yeah, that's good. This is the group that gives me hope, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's, it's actually interesting. It's like twenty twenty-two percent, roughly, mm-hmm. if we judge it by the rate of uh, of uh, the who the ones who accepted, you know, the yeah. spiking program and the ones who didn't. And this twenty twenty-two percent is actually the percentage that the very famous conform, conf, confirmation experiment by Solomon Nash in the mid-1950s yeah. showed. He showed that people believe their own mind and not believe the masses uh, if they are actually looking at the data and they, they see that the data are correct and even the mass says, no, it's not correct. They believe their common, se- their common sense and not follow the mass. And it might be actually genetic that just such a percentage exists mm-hmm. Um, because, um, this is my belief, because if, if everybody would follow the mass, if this percentage who doubts Yeah, why why does
3: the group doesn't? I, I I personally, I, I give my parents some credit for socializing me. I mean, they socialized me to not trust, to -hmm. not trust authority. They were 60s hippies, pulled me out of school homeschooled me said you're they're trying to brainwash you we're not going to allow that now i don't know maybe and i always question no no, no, no do co- i have some internal moral authority that allows me to do this show and not buy into what's going on and 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 one of the conversations i've several of the conversations i had over the holidays is what people don't know about me is i also am as skeptical of the conspiracy theory narrative too i don't buy any of it like, I don't just buy in, you know, right now we're doing investments investigations of chemtrails. Just some of it I'm looking at, but this, some of the science isn't adding up to it. And I'm yeah. being honest in that investigation. I don't just, across, and I've said to friends, across the board, I'm skeptical. Yeah, I'm yeah.
4: curious. Yeah, that's what we have to be. I mean, I have discussions with friends who said, well, maybe there's no virus at all. You know, mm-hmm. all these, and what I fear is that if there is we need we need a, a, a controlled opposition and i mean not controlled by the <laughs> by the by the guys who actually install this whole program i mean yeah controlled meaning that we all understand together what we want to achieve right and if everybody comes up with another theory another theory another theory that We're is just lost totally so. absurd then we are divided and then Correct. and that's how we get conquered you know we we should actually go back to the science and understand what the science is. I agree. So here, I provide all the science in my I book, do. but what I'm not doing is I'm saying there's actually conspiracy behind it. It mm. could be, but I'm not sure. It's right. very likely because I sh- show... Uh, well, that was going
3: to be my next question, right? I always ask everyone that sits in that seat, who is the they? Is there a they? Is this, is this somewhat chaotic? Is it greed-based? Is it ego-based? Is it power-driven? I mean, I think a lot of it could be explained by that. I, I still, as much as I do this show every week, I point out all of the things. I mean, this book, I would say, you probably got me closer to thinking, "Boy, does this look planned?" Mm. than anything else I've read so far. So, uh, you know, and I was going to ask you because you don't really hand it to me. You don't hand me the book and say,
4: "So they planned this," but. Yeah it would not be scientific anymore to just <laughs> right. just say that because i have no evidence for that but i have some very good hints so right. for, so for example we everybody knows that the spike protein is toxic for the brain it's it was known right. to everybody everybody in the scientific community yeah. so the virus was produced as a bioweapon of course it could be just a game in a in a lab you know yeah and maybe it really happened to be accidentally you know, uh, moved out. Just let, let's assume that, because we have no, nobody said, no. I I it. Well, as as the, you pointed out in the book, and I've said, but there is a
3: question. Yeah, I mean, a, while we say lab origin, that doesn't end the conversation. Now the question is, accidental or on purpose? But we, we don't have proof, but it should be on the table of questions
4: we're asking. Yeah, absolutely, but, yeah. but if I can't really answer this question right. beyond any doubt, you know, Correct. in a, in a, in a, let's say in a lawsuit. So you let's know? be as conservative as we can. Yeah. But what I know is the spike protein is toxic and what it makes it really toxic is the you cleavage site. So now if the virus escape was just an escape by accident, let's assume besides that, how did they get the vaccine out so quickly and all these kind of things, right. but <laughs> they decided on the spike protein, including this the furin cleavage site as a vaccination program. So they decided on the most toxic part of it. I mean, I'm a molecular geneticist. A single point mutation in the spike protein code would have removed the cleavage site, Mm. but they left it in. They decided to infect essentially with this mRNA, every cell, why not just use a protein? Mm. Why use a vehicle like lipid nanoparticles, which were produced and uh, generated
3: to enter the brain, designed to enter the brain. It was it was designed to help drugs that we wanted to get to the brain to get to the brain, and then we used yeah. that as the encapsulation. And of it was known that this. it enters
4: the brain. It was a brain. that was published you know, at uh, in, right. by the by the European uh, Safety Community uh, uh, Authority. And then this is then why you showed the data. You know. Little children, you know, youngsters don't have a problem. But why do we force them to get injected? Right, doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And then there's another portion of the virus, like the nuclear capsid. The nuclear capsid is prov- had proven to be more and more stable when you got infected to p- provide you with immunity. And it was proposed. I have se- I've seen papers in 2020 proposing by scientists why use. Why don't you use a nuclear capsid? It would be completely yeah, non-toxic yeah. to people to do, do the immunization this way. Right. And then least of all, why do an immunization at all? Just give the people vitamin D. And not pro- uh, create a propaganda, a very strong propaganda narrative that vitamin D is not useful, mm. it's it's right. nonsensical and even dangerous for people at levels that are completely natural. So taking that together, well, the jury is my reader, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it's amazing
3: now, and people aren't just doing this once and doing this twice, three boosters, four boosters. I will say, also what gives me hope is a, a relatively large group of the population that, yeah. that turned that turned this down, ignored the greatest,
4: you know, worldwide propaganda campaign that we've ever seen. Yeah, and that was actually shown in the experiment of Solomon Nash, and I sh- provided the, the, the information yeah. in the book. If this experiment was like this, you have 12 people, 11 were instructed to say something wrong, uh, and all the same, this is wrong. And you know it's actually right, but the 12th person thought these all... like right, these group experiments, where this just had the yeah, whole all group, the other 11 they're is- all in on it. Yeah, they, they thought they were freely, you know, deciding. Yeah. So, well, well if they, all these 11 think this is wrong, then it must be wrong, even if I see that it's right so but 20 percent or so actually right you know but if from this 11 which were instructed to say something wrong only one of them was instructed to say the correct thing so it was only 10. the, 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 the 12th person was more inclined to follow the, his, the, his own common sense than the mass mm-hmm. so if these 20 percent speak out loudly so you only need to have one person confirming your perspective and suddenly and it'll it, trigger if you're sitting there it'll it'll allow you to make the right decision the numbers it'll change follow you. wow and i can say one thing and that's the main reason i really great point I, the, the main thing why i i wrote this book besides that i want to have a, a, a life for my children and my yeah. grandchildren to be uh in a, in a free world and we have to remember in centuries People have fought for freedom, and now we just give it up so easily, it can't, can't happen. Mm-hmm. But the main reason I wrote this book is because um, I believe that when you have certain knowledge, with this knowledge comes also responsibility. Mm-hmm. You cannot just sit here and say, oh, I know about this, but I'm too fearful to say something about it. If you, with knowledge comes responsibility. Yes. Sure and coming to my last chapter in the book, everybody who listens to us here I know for sure his adult hippocampal neurogenesis works. Otherwise, <laughs> he wouldn't be curious enough to sit here and watch us. Right. So everybody who watches us has a responsibility. Not just being passive-aggressive, you know, listening and, okay, they are right, and uh, yeah, talking about it maybe with the wife or the husband or whatever, but really going out there, talking, being aggressive, yes. talking to people who are... On the verge of actually accepting that there was something wrong. Yes. Yeah. Growing this bubble, you know, where where we are in at the moment, or feel like being in, growing this bubble, making it from twenty percent to thirty percent to forty percent, and if only one person who has the right mindset, and everybody who views us here has the right mindset, I'm hundred percent sure, convinces one other person, we already have a majority. Mm. Right. And that's what we have to do. And that's what my book is for. Fantastic.
3: And your book does that as well as any book I have ever read. I, you know, I don't get up here and just celebrate things that I don't uh, believe in. This is such an important book. Um, I could go on and on. Let me just finish because one of the thoughts that I had um, was one of the debates I keep having with myself is 1984 Orwell versus Brave New World. And I've had discussions with people, which, which is more true now? And you actually bring it up in a book and you put it in a way that like, re- I really found interesting. And I don't, I don't want to you know, overstate it because you sort of play both sides. But I would say in many ways, Matthias Desmet's book, is straight 1984 it's the it's how they use you know pressure and social pressures to get me to believe that two plus two actually equals five standing in that room where i'm the only one that knows the truth i have to go along with the group and all that the hypnosis all of that what you get to here, I would say that this book, to me, is the Brave New World side of this equation. And you point out, even more horrifying than 1984 is in Brave New World, people are no longer giving birth. It's a medical society. They're controlling you from the time you're born. They're controlling the amount of oxygen getting to your brain in a test tube. And then as you go along, the elites have a brain that works better. And, the you know, there's the... the the group that are just the workers, the slaves, and they don't want to be elites. They're all happy with where they're at, and if anyone gets out of line, they're told to take a drug, and it's that sort of medical society. and What I think really why, I would say these are two brilliant companion books One, definitely true. We had a whole psyop, an intellectual, social pressure upon us. But what you're saying is they have injected you with a product that went directly medically at the space in your brain that makes you an individual, that makes you brave, that makes you independent. And they set out, whether on purpose or not, they have shut down that and have led everyone into talk about you know uh zombie mode or yeah. alzheimer's all forms of losing cognition and a recognition of who we
4: really are yeah absolutely and if, even if i'm maybe wrong even though my subjective if i would be the on the jury i believe this is not happening just by accident but uh, it's everybody else everybody can judge on that but even it doesn't matter actually if it doesn't matter if it's on purpose or by accident it's happening yeah Yeah, it's really happening. It is happening. And uh, my book provides uh, a formula against indoctrination. And this formula against indoctrination is a formula for willpower. It's a formula for curiosity, and it's a formula against Alzheimer's. Just by that, it should be a reason for people to look into the book, because if we stay healthy mentally, nobody can do us any harm. We need this mental immune system to be active. Okay. And it's not much if we have to do, we stay do, healthy actually, to keep
1: mentally, nobody I'm can so do it. I'm so glad you took hard. the time to join it. And I think that adding into that spiritually. And so when I, uh, when I put this together, and you can turn me down if uh, you wouldn't mind uh, lies, deception, and demonic possession. And there is this form of demonic possession now that has taken place that through this spike protein. Um, It looks and mimics demonic possession and you don't even need a demon. Yeah. Okay. And so that's kind of the twist in all of this is that you see a lot of people and they seem demonically possessed. They're not really. It's not an actual physical demon. Mm. What it is, it's a demonic tool. That went into their bodies and went into their brains and is now controlling them vicariously through demons, through the messaging of demons, it's good, through the yeah. messaging of people. You don't need. It really is
0: a zombie-like state. Yeah. Right? So now you have you have created by a tentacle mm-hmm. somebody that will obey and follow. And it so, is mass formation psychosis. Like a
1: CNN mm-hmm. or an MSNBC. Yeah. Um, their studios are full of demonic beings. Right. Who, when they press record, mm-hmm. send out a demonic message.
2: Right.
1: The demons may not enter into the room mm-hmm. with those people, but the people are still got the message. They're so deceived with the lies that, and and physically now, physically now controlled. Right. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit, Michelle. One kind of last video. Would you bring this up? There is a Democrat who ran, uh, who actually was. Um, Running, I guess, as a Democrat challenging Biden in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And um, his name is um, Dean Phillips. Dean Phillips. And do you know about him? Have you seen him?
0: Yeah, it's funny. Horatio sent to me this morning um, from the UK a mm-hmm. BBC article about Dean um, and Biden winning in New Hampshire despite not even being on the ballot. <laughs>
1: Well, uh because people New Ham- wrote in his New name. New Hampshire Democrats quote-unquote found 50,000 write-in votes to steal the primary. But Dean won. He won cuz Biden wasn't he's not, not Biden's not running in any primary or anything. But I want you to see this clip um how Dean here who was running as as a Democrat presidential nominee we've never heard of he actually went to a Trump rally. And I want you to hear what he had to say.
0: Donald Trump rally a couple nights ago. Never been to one. Uh, I had an event across the street. I saw the line of people waiting in the cold for hours. And I thought, what the heck? You know, I'm going to be a leader who actually invites people, doesn't condemn them. Met probably 50 Trump people waiting in line. Every single one of them, thoughtful, hospitable, friendly. All of them so frustrated that they feel nobody's listening to them but Donald Trump. A diverse crowd, people who had never been to a Trump event before. My party is completely delusional right now. We have a crisis of participation. And I got to tell you guys, I went to a Donald Trump rally a couple nights ago. Never been to one. There
2: you go. That's
1: it. That, he went to a Trump rally and he found out that they're not crazy people, right? And that, that, that shows me his hippocampus is working.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? He's able to accept new information.
0: Yeah.
1: You gotta sleep on that.
0: You gotta sleep on that. Sleep on that. So for me tonight, um, I I can't help but take this back to my own personal experience with COVID. Mm -hmm. Because this happened to me personally. Mm -hmm. I can speak to my whole family, but I'll just speak to my my personal story. Mm -hmm. When we got COVID Mm -hmm. for a solid month alone, not just the illness, even though the illness was affecting my body, it was affecting my um, respiratory. Mm -hmm. What it does is it paralyzes. Your ability to breathe—it's mm-hmm. not—that's why they think you need it's to be inflammation. on a, that you yeah that you think they think that you need to be on a respirator. And you need oxygen, but you really need just oxygen, need the
1: inflammation to go down.
0: Not just the inflammation, but yeah, you need your your muscles. It literally paralyzes your ability mm-hmm. to breathe. And uh, and so, but in addition to just feeling very ill, mm-hmm. there were two things that happened. Now I know that it affects your pineal gland. Mm-hmm. Um, but also now that we know how it affects the hippocampus, I had such a, a lack of motivation to do anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I didn't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. It was like all creativity,
2: mm-hmm.
0: all motivation, mm-hmm. all joy, all constructiveness,
1: sadness. Even sadness was gone. It felt like you were in a I empty room with nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I couldn't
0: feel. But I think that's tied into the pineal gland because mm-hmm. it affects your it affects your God. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, connectivity, but on just on the creativity side, Mm -hmm. right? The ability to want to learn, to seek out new things, to seek out new experiences, all of that gone for a solid month. And it took quite a long time for it to come back. Now, in addition to that, I had, I got long COVID and I had it for months where I had these headaches where it felt like my brain wasn't going to fit in my, in my skull anymore. It was, that is from inflammation. Right. But I'm thinking now that I'm hearing all of this, a lot of this is, is affecting the brain. Right. And I was feeling my symptoms, my long COVID symptoms were directly related to my brain. Mm -hmm. And then I had lost sense of smell. At first, it was a lost sense of taste and smell, then lost sense of smell, then lost sense of
1: smell for specific types of things. And everybody, it was the same thing for everyone, uh, onions and poop. Yeah. But did then they all smelled like the exact
0: same thing? Mm-hmm. The way that that was explained to me is like when your printer runs out of a certain color mm-hmm. and you just get the image, but it's missing that color, mm-hmm. right? So whatever scent, whatever mm-hmm. part of a smell that are, is in both onions, which and is feces, why everybody kept I, it wasn't you sending that
1: neuron. They would say, "Smell essential oils." Right. To try to, you're, what you're trying, to, what you're doing is you're getting your brain to um, re-remember and rewrite neurons so i I guess i'm just so fascinated by this
0: and encouraged that there are answers Mm -hmm. not just for people you know to prevent alzheimer's to prevent Mm -hmm. dementia but also i think to treat it um but to treat when a bioweapon comes to attack Mm -hmm. your life Mm
1: -hmm. uh sherry says i i did dr brownston hydrogen peroxide nebulizer protocol for my lung issue took about a good two weeks and then it completely resolved that's awesome yeah, I do recommend everybody get a nebulizer and get some food-grade hydrogen peroxide. And if you are feeling sick, especially in the lung area, to be nebulizing because what you're going to do is you're going um, uh, to, it's, uh, we have, I have recipes on uh, resistancechicks.com and it's just put in bug, what to do to get the bug and the recipes on how to make that hydrogen peroxide. It's like, basically, you want to make sure you have some good, I, I like to have saline on hand so you don't have to make it. So um get some of z- these this um I get they're already made like um in like you know little plastic packets. I like to do those but you can make saline at home and then you take saline solution and a couple drops of of uh, food grade hydrogen peroxide and a drop of iodine. Um do not mix iodine with colloidal silver by the way. Um cuz I guess those metals don't mix, but you can do the iodine with the um peroxide um, what's interesting is that while you're getting that into your lungs and it is good for you and it's really good for COVID, um, you need something that's going to bring down the inflammation. Mm. Um, and so I encourage you guys to have, um, you know, go to my code to doc to have the uh, antibiotics. Did you know the doxycycline and amox and z pack, amox- um, the, um. Zithromycin is actually, they're actually found out that they're anti uh, inflammatories as well.
0: Yeah, I actually, by and large, for all intents and purposes, I'm very anti antibiotics. So am I. Because of what it does to your gut bacteria. Right. But like Leah said, and we've been saying this for two, three, four years, however long it's been, mm-hmm. when someone stands at you and they blow a hole through your body with a gun, you're going to need
1: medical care mm-hmm. that's that may be advanced. Yeah, there's a lady, she's called the poop doctor. Dr. Uh, Sabine, Sabine, and she, her protocol for everyone who gets down low is uh, the FLCCC protocol for ivermectin. She gives ivermectin, doxycycline, and a steroid, usually a dexamethasone. Yeah. And they're better within 24 hours. Right.
0: And so we, I, we have stocked up on them, Mm -hmm. right? We have stocked up on all of the, the Mm -hmm. FLCCC protocols. We'll Mm -hmm. just leave it there. And I feel so much better about using an antibiotic mm-hmm. when necessary, because I understand that, you know, we, we ferment foods. Mm-hmm. We drink kombucha. Mm-hmm. We can, you can get your gut bacteria back up, mm-hmm. but, but we're from something like this, like a long
1: COVID. You know, what was funny? It's like, is, I would much rather take some probiotics. So I had, um, on, on hand, the, um, a Dex pack because, um, and that's, uh, anti-inflammatories. It's a steroid. Yeah. I didn't know that's what I had on hand. I wasn't even, I didn't really know what they prescribed, but one time I got stung by eight bees and my face, in my face, my face blew up mm-hmm. and somebody online said, call it, get, get an online doctor and ask for this Dex, Dex pack and dexamethasone. And so I did and they gave me some anti-itch stuff, but I, I, I conserved it and I didn't use it all. And so we, we pulled, I pulled that out when COVID hit and come to find out that that is the number one doctor UrsO. His number, his two, he did, he was like, he wasn't even doing ivermectin really anymore. He was just doing, he's like, hit him hard with uh, Pregnizone, Pregnilazone, or Dexamethasone. Mm-hmm. And they were they were using Pregnilazone, and they were, they were doctors. I was on, I would listen to the calls with the FLCCC doctors. We got these prescribed to us. Yes. We yes. got
0: prescription yes. of all of this stuff.
1: yeah. And I would listen to the, these, uh, the COVID treating doctors who were treating these patients in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And they would say, dexamethasone works well. And then pregnazone works okay. And they really liked preg- pregnazone, okay? And what th- they were saying, is, Dr. Ursa was saying, he said, it's the inflammation, stupid like basically, this entire time is what it's been. Kind of one of those things where he's like, "It's the inflammation, stupid." Yeah. Um. It's it's you're not breathing because your body's inflamed. You'll breathe mm-hmm. fine. Give yourself. Yeah. Get, go get them steroids. Yeah. Give them a high dose steroids. You know
0: what's so fascinating by this is that historically speaking, when people would get ill or anything would happen, they would give you an antibiotic and a steroid. Mm-hmm. That's what they're giving you. Mm-hmm. Like my grandma was in the hospital for a, a number of things, and she'd always come home. On an antibiotic and a steroid, mm-hmm. like consistently, and for some reason, when COVID hit, they throw the protocol. They would of not get you all if-
1: of everything they've they, ever done. They, they literally throw it said out the no antibiotics because it's viral pneumonia. Now
0: let's tie this into the show, though. Mm-hmm. These doctors, and I have I've wondered, I've sat there and I'm going, how is it that they can not throw them- away yeah. everything that they have ever done? High stress, no sleep, their their fear, hippocampus fear, fear, fear their fear. hippocampuses are were, getting yeah. are overflowing yeah. and shutting down. Yeah. And they and it's now becoming a part of who they are as a
1: doctor. Yeah. And to if you rewrite the, it, and
0: if you question it, it's like you've now questioned the essence of who I am as a doctor.
1: Whereas before, if you went and talked to your doctor about anything, they will talk to you. Yes. Usually you
0: have a doctor who mm-hmm. will talk to you.
1: Yeah. You know, I remember talking to a doctor uh, about cholesterol medicine. Yeah. And she's like we're giving this to you it was, it was mom, we're giving this to you now but I wouldn't take it. Yeah. Basically, she's like I can't tell you to look above on the online but there's stuff you can look online. I was like, aren't these kind of bad for you? These statins and stuff like that? She's like I do my research. Yeah. You know, but she's like I'm in this hospital and I can't talk to you about natural remedies. That's what she said. I know. She said I cannot talk to you about natural things. So I went online. I found all these different things that you can do to um, open up your blood vessels and get things moving, which is ginger, cayenne pepper, licorice root. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, there's a ton uh, of them. Well, on. I was on all
0: of them because yeah, at that time when I was going through the long COVID, I had inflammation of the brain.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and you were on a, um, Dr. Jen prescribed this drink thing that really helped.
0: Mm-hmm. All this very expensive.
1: Very, but yeah. A
0: chocolate shake
1: thing. But it had all these
4: things in it.
0: Anti-inflammatory, everything. Super, super good for you. Like I was a, doing melatonin at night. Melatonin, yeah. You know, they say, Dr. Hyder says to take it six days a week so that that seventh day, you're, it's, melatonin's actually really good for you. Mm-hmm. It's They are finding out that melatonin is good for a whole host of health things. Exactly. You know, so we're not doctors. Do your own research. You can go to resistancechicks.com and literally type in the search bar the word bug.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And there's two articles there that Leah wrote that has a whole host of resources. What to do when you get the bug
1: mm-hmm.
0: and what to do before you get the bug. Mm-hmm. Those are really, really amazing. And
1: and really now what to do after you've got the bug.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So this is the episode of what to do after you've got the bug. Get outside. Get yourself some vitamin D. Like mom said, uh, the sun actually will make your skin stronger. You, yeah. you know, that tough leather skin, that's actually good. You don't want the thin thin skin, right? Get outside, get in the sun, walk, move, create things, do things, garden. We know that actual soil itself is an antidepressant. Make yourself do move. projects. Think about things. Think about getting chickens and building a chicken coop and, and problem Plan solve. And 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 make plans. It, yeah. Clean out the kitchen cabinet and reorganize it. Be creative. That's what I'm going to do. And when you recognize that doing these things is part of your overall
0: health, yeah. you'll, I think, it, at least for me, it mentally gives me permission so, to do them.
1: I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you something. Winter hits and, and, and it and can be depressing. Yeah. Right? Um, about several weeks ago, I woke up, still in my pajamas. So we have canned goods, right? <laughs> and what happens mm-hmm. with the canned goods is you begin, you, you fill up, you fill things up, and then eventually you've got to take them out mm-hmm. and reorganize them so yeah. that the newest ones are in the back and the oldest ones are in the front. Yeah. So I took a day and a half, I think it was a day and a half, and my pantry cuz it's been a, what happens to a pantry when you have one like ours and it's a storage unit, okay? And you're storing and you're and you're literally you're you're jarring up, you know, 20 things of jam and 20 things of tomatoes and and you're putting them wherever you can. You're going to have to organize them and or reorganize them so that you can use them and get them out. So one day, kept my pajamas on all day. I pulled everything out. And mom's like, what are you doing? And here I am, like, moving these jars back and forth. And my brain is really working hard. That's fun. Okay, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And when I was done, I was like, oh, I'm done. So then I worked on another organizational thing, Mm -hmm. right? And I was like, this feels so good. I need to keep, you know, organizing. So take winter. So I'm going to challenge you guys to take that. Just take, take your junk drawer. Take it all out, throw away the stuff you're not going to use, and put it back. Do one thing like that, you know, once a week or every, every and you'll feel good. Well, it, 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 I guarantee you, it's going to rewrite your brain. I have two things I'm going to do. I've got a bathroom cabinet that is small, and because <laughs> we do all of our own medicine, it it begins to throw up and throw out into the kit into the bathroom every once in a while. So I have a plan of how I'm going to reorganize it, and it's in my brain. And I I am I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm I'm getting my, you know, hopefully maybe tomorrow that might might be a thing. Uh, and I get excited doing it and to complete those organizational products that my my friend Caitlin's doing that right now. Um, the like section by section. So take the winter. This is my suggestion to you guys. Organize something in your house. Okay. So now's a good time to start seeds.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Um Sherry says, I started mine too soon last year. I'm waiting until April this year. Mm-hmm. I don't you could probably start them in March.
1: It depends on what you're planting. So we've got cold weather stuff planted now. And then I'm so excited. You guys know what we did. So one year we bought a um, plastic greenhouse and we put it out and it did so good. But it's like it lasted two or less than three years and it died because we needed to have taken it down. Yeah. But we left it up. Didn't we leave it up? I think so. I don't yeah. think we took it down. Right. Okay. So I bought one that we are going to put up and put down and take down because my mom said, the one thing is we got to, we have a greenhouse on the side of the house. She's like, but I don't like going outside all the way around, wiring plants and blah, blah, blah. But I've got these plants. We started. I'm, pro- I'm going to put them in this greenhouse probably tomorrow, but we have no sun, so It's really not making a difference. Um, I bought a greenhouse in the right measurements. It's, we have a huge deck. Glory to Jesus. Okay. It's absolutely astronomical. It's like the size of our house. Okay, I'm not kidding, but it is like half, it is literally like half the size of our house. Like, plan it's the entire length of our house. Yeah, and then half the width, a third of it. So, um, we're gonna put it on half the deck, this greenhouse. And I am over the moon. You guys are gonna see it. I'm so excited. I did the the heights, gonna work the thing, and I got a plan where I'm gonna put this 55 gallon water in there and I'm gonna put an aquarium thing in there because I did it for my pigs. Hang on,
0: hang on, slow down. You're going to put an aquarium heater yeah. in a 55-gallon drum of water yes. to heat the greenhouse. I, I
1: got that point. You s- I said I did it in my pigs, and this what I was going to say. Okay. So I did it in the pigs, pe- the pig pen. Somebody gave me this idea on YouTube where they put an aquarium heater that would do for ponds and stuff, and you can crank it up to, like, 93, and he's, and it was outside snowing, and it was a smaller greenhouse, okay? And his wasn't on a deck raised up, so I'm, like, I'm not sure what I'm going to do on the ground there. Um, Just like a big tarp, but I don't know if that's gonna keep out the cold. But, anyways, yeah, it well, kept, it kept it above freezing, it kept it above freezing, mm-hmm. and I think that we here in Ohio have got, gotten past the the single digits. So as long as I don't have more of those super super cold, like single digits, I'm gonna put this up when I get a nice hopefully sunny day Do we here. Have Come it? Is soon. in the garage? It's under the uh, it's under that deck. I, we have it. It's it's ready to go, and um it's been i'm rainy. i'm very i'm very excited about this because i want to so i'm going to start things earlier because we've got a way i think to to heat that um now so i can put more plants In worst case it.
0: scenario you could always heat it literally
1: yeah we've got a plan we're thinking about i'm not sure our second backup plan we've got all kinds of things well
0: christmas lights we've been talking about that mm-hmm. you know we've been using those for the the pig pens and the chickens and whatnot. yeah we
1: shouldn't need them from the chickens anymore um, we're not gonna. I don't think we get any more single digits. You I can pop those know. in here. I am not. I will not do this. I'm not. Okay, so then,
0: FNA. so I love this. Um, I, Minkle said I did my closet yesterday. What good advice? Lady Ann says, "How are you talking about this right now?" I just emptied and organized junk drawers today, and I got rid of half of the things in my closet last week. Sherry says I have an all-weather pod I bought for sports, but it's a hassle to take down, so not really useful in the rain. Mm. I'm repurposing it for a greenhouse. Oh, cool. That's awesome. You guys are amazing. Uh, An aquarium heater. Yes. Like the, like the heater that heats your fish tank. Uh, It's a pond. It's like 30 bucks.
1: I just put an aquarium heater on Amazon. It's like the first one that comes up. It goes up to 93. Yeah. I used it in my pig pen and it like the it was like steaming. That's awesome. Very cool.
0: So Leah, this has been a revelation red pill episode. And I think that, you know, I know you guys come for the end time stuff and you know, whatever. For me, what I take away from this entire episode, which is just so encouraging to me, I'm going to be honest, mm-hmm. like I think all of us at some point kind of fear becoming a dementia person. Like everybody's afraid of that. No, be afraid. Just you keep thinking. You don't need moving. to be afraid. Keep
1: thinking. Keep but growing. But now
0: we know what they did to us. Mm-hmm. We know how to prevent it. Mm-hmm. And we know how to retain mm-hmm. all of the things that we're learning every week mm-hmm. and not have them overwritten. Because Leah, you and I... I, sometimes I feel really badly because we I learn all this stuff and I'm here every week too and we're all learning it together and it like kind of evaporates. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like, I'm like, no, I know that. How is it that it leaves me? I think it's because I'm not dumping my hippocampus properly at night. I think it's, you know, and I know that the devil tries to attack us at night. This happens to you and I consistently
2: mm-hmm.
0: because, and now I'm going to be like, listen, if we go to have any kind of disagreement at night, I'd be like, no, save it for tomorrow. We'll argue about it in the morning. Let me sleep on all my good stuff for today. We'll fight tomorrow.
1: Yeah, somebody somebody <laughs> had put in the chat. Uh, think of your three wins and three wins you want to do the next day. That's really good. I love so I'm gonna it. work on that. I'm gonna work on. Okay, what do I need to remember from this day today? How do I remember those things and, and rewriting the bad? Yeah, rewrite it. Just do it right
0: then and there. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about it. So, God,
1: I just lift up everybody's memories. I yes, ask Lord. you that you help us to write good memories so you keep our HIMPA campuses camping on. <laughs> and I thank you for everybody's <laughs> gardening and organization. And I just thank you that you're showing us all how to get back to the natural ways. And uh, I just ask you that you uh, pull the plug on this uh, agenda. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. One last thing. I didn't get to play the part uh, in, the, in the interview with Epoch Times where he really went into the fact that this was uh, Alzheimer's was not around pre 100 years ago mm-hmm. and he said it's because of our modern lifestyle it is our modern lifestyle and i just want to really emphasize the need to um, i don't know how to i don't know how to explain this you you need to need to do things okay you, and and so the problem with like a washing machine right is you need clean clothes okay so that would you need to wash them Okay, Mm -hmm. we need to get back to hand some of our clothes. Not just that,
0: but then when things break, you've got to fix it. I mean, you need to be... Well, what I mean
1: is, like, the the actual needing to wash your clothes gets you the exercise that you need rather than going to the gym. Yeah. Right? And so, like, um, I want to get it set up. So we're doing... We're really busy, uh, but I would like to do, especially in the summer... Hand washing clothes, hand rinsing clothes. We got the ringer. Uh, we have a tub. I want to get that up because there is something very healthy about washing your hands on clothes. Sure. And and it re, it's writing things in your brain. All these different things that people say life was hard. So there's a bad hard, and there's a good hard, and we need to have a little stress. A little stress, not super stress, a little stress. We all need that. So, like, I need to get up to to to, to take care of my animals. I need to get the eggs. Well, problem, I need to do so, these
0: problem solving. The fence is yeah. broken. The cow got out. You know, yeah. Like the, the, whatever it is, you have to. That's the type of it's nor it's called living. It's
1: called it's So what life. we do is we manufacture it by going to the gym. You're yep. putting your body through stress. I just watched somebody say, "Oh, we just had leg day and he can barely move his legs." That is a fake way of doing it. You've not done anything. And in my opinion, I really don't think you're you're elongating your life that way. I think you need to, if you're going to be building uh, uh, up endurance and building up muscles, then it needs, if you, the, everybody's focused on ingredients and food. Mm. Guys, let me tell you something. It's not what you eat. It's how you obtain it. It's more important to obtain food if you use, I'm telling you, if you use pesticides or fertilizer on your garden. It's more important that you planted the garden ate your own food than you ate organic from the store because okay. it's the action of actually growing the food planting because, the, and food, you know the food harvesting the food putting it up because every step in that
0: affects your brain Exactly and it, like the joy of the harvest th- the challenge of the starting of the seeds you're, you know you're like, like planting out seeds, the garden what
1: seeds are you going to get
0: Right so, somebody just said that in the chat earlier
1: It's it and it, it, like blacksmithing or leather working okay mm-hmm. All of these things, like I obtained this, any, the less we can obtain and the more we can make, I'm trying to tell you. And I, when I tell people this all the time, like, oh, that's just you. No, I'm trying to tell you, you need it. <laughs> like to, to, live. To, to live, you need to need to do things. Right. That's good. And if you can just start one place where you get some raw milk and you make your own bread, that's good. Okay. Just start in that one area. I you need it. you need to need to do things. You need to need to do it. Watching plants grow is amazing.
0: Amazing from Freedom One One Four Five. That's awesome. Dennis says physical exercise profits little, but you can't do nothing either.
1: Yeah, exactly. no, it, you do need. Ex- you body needs exercise. You need exercise,
0: but you need to get it the right way. You need to get it the way
1: that it you're actually doing something. Yeah, and if you're not, then go to the gym. Okay, like you need <laughs> exercise, right? But Um, you need it and you need to need it so i just pray that everybody needs to need it i pray for their gold and silver to come to them i pray for their horses i pray for their all the good things that you watch on youtube that you want to do amen amen Um, somebody asked us they said um hey i don't want to use uh venmo or paypal anymore how can can i send you anything how can i support you um rumble right now you can support us on rumble if you'd literally,
0: like literally uh, right underneath of there it's there's a subscribe button mm-hmm. you can click on that yeah um there's a money there's a button there that you can donate just
1: and right you can then set that up to do monthly also, Frank's speech. If you would like to help support Mike Lindell and the Legal Offense and Fund. the Legal Offense Fund and Resistance Chicks, you can do that at Frank's speech. It's
0: like I think it's like fifty-five thirty-five mm-hmm. for Frank's speech or for the Lindell Offense Fund and then us. So right. um, you can go to Frank's speech or Frank Social. Excuse me, Frank Social. Frank Social. Find Resistance Chicks on Frank Social, and you can support that way too. A lot of people. Um, You know, we don't do, somebody's, Dennis, the Dennis Moore says, have you thought about locals? Here's why I don't like to do locals, because locals does the best when it's, when you're catering to exclusive content, and And Leah and I don't ever want to have every content content that we do, it's going to go out to everybody. Yeah. Like, that's just what we're going to do. So we just
1: want, if somebody feels led to, um, to help support us, and I tell you what we do with this stuff, okay? We'll travel, we'll put on events, we'll, we'll feed people, okay? We've done, we've done revivals, we've done, um meetings anything that we can we want to give back to you guys so when you guys collectively it's like a church Mm -hmm. when you donate to resistance chicks we're gonna we put that back into it It, it's we just do it i I appreciate all of you guys because the stuff that we do we've got a lot of um subscriptions with the canva the the x but all the the computery stuff that you've got to have—the microphones, the the cameras, the, the website, the, the website, the emails that aren't going out know, right now. But the they emails, will. yeah, those kind of things. So um, we appreciate we appreciate all of you and your support.
0: Um, yes, it means so much to us. Like yeah. you don't even know, mm-hmm. okay? But it, but here's the deal. This is what I love. Like a my pillow. I was looking at my mattress topper today. Yeah, and you need a new one? No, I no. It's my my pillow mattress topper. I don't need a new one. It's perfect. I love that thing. Like I love that thing. How long have you had it? Since we started doing my pillow. So what? Two years. Two now? years. So it's going strong. Uh, it's It's literally so I didn't have to get it. I needed a new mattress. So mom, you instead of getting said, a new mattress, like, I got the
1: mattress topper. I want. I want. I want dish towels for my birthday. They are
0: so mypillow.com now has dish towels. And she, just last night, she goes, I would like dish towels. So, okay. So we're going to get the dish towels. We'll do the review. Okay. But when you support Mike Lindell, you're also supporting resistance chicks. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to just give money or donate or whatever. You can get the amazing products uh-huh. and you're still supporting. And I just think that that's really cool.
1: I remember I was telling you guys, um, I, I hurt my back. I don't know how. This is the flawless face serum I'm just showing you for the OBE. Um, Vicky Natali, I took a dropper one. Of her, I'm like, I couldn't even move to where I was twinging. I yeah. took one dropper full that's good. of Vicki Natale's uh, CBD and I was fine. Like the next day, it took 24 hours, 24 hours. I was like, it. it's literally a pain medication and you don't have to keep taking it. Right. Like once, if you have like an acute problem like I did where I was like, I'm in pain. It literally was like, Leah, just take it. This is the second time that's happened to me in the past year where I've taken Vicki Natale's OBE stuff. Um, and it's so concentrated that it's like one dose. So if you think about it and you break it down to what that one dose is versus you going to the doctor, getting pain medication, um, weeks of a leave, weeks of, uh, I just kind of can't, I can't move. I literally, I was taking Michelle and Uncle Jack to the chiropractor. Now I don't have the chiropractor. I'm not going, I don't need, a like, I, don't need a, I don't need a chiropractor. Well, and now that they... Moment,
0: now they have like stuff for the dogs and stuff. And if you've like, got pet do- CBDs. arthritic dogs, please.
1: Yeah, think about them.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's phenomenal. We gave what our dogs CBD and they, it this was night and day. Yes. It was literally night and day for our dogs. So, so go to organicbodyessentials.com and use promo code RC. Promo 10% code RC. Now. And you get, that's new, 10%, by the way. So 10%. you get a 10% discount when you go there and use promo code RC. It awesome. used to be five, now it's ten. Yeah, I know. That's a pretty big, that's really significant. I meant to tell you, I, I, I keep wanting to tell you guys, it's right. ten now. Right. Ten exactly. percent. And that's just, those are, that's just one of the products. I mean, every, we can talk about Except all Except for on the packages.
4: And she's, well, she's when got she's, the,
0: they're already discounted. Yeah. If they're bundles. we they call them the bundles. Yeah, the bundles. So, guys, I'm so glad that you come every week. You don't even have to do any of this stuff. And when we're offering it and you want to support us, that's great. That's uh, awesome. Just you showing up and yeah. you sharing and your encouragement and your and your comments and your prayers mean more to us than literally anything in the world. Like, I love reading your comments. I can't always email back. I can't always respond back to the comments, but I read them One all you, and they mean so, so somebody much. Somebody
1: asked for a Founder's Bible, like in messenger recently. Okay, so we'll get you a
0: Founder's Bible. Yeah. So if you want a Founder's Bible... And you want us to inscribe on it, Mm -hmm. you can still get our discount. We'll figure out how you can pay us, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever, we'll figure that out. But just send us an email and Mm -hmm. we will get you a Founders Bible. You still get our 20% discount, whether you go Mm -hmm. to thefoundersbible.com or whether you get it directly from us. Mm -hmm. still 20%. You just have to pay the shipping um, either way. So let us know. We're happy to send you guys a Founder's Bible. The number one thing that I think that you can do right now is to be reading the Founder's Bible and to be reading the Bible in the Founder's Bible, like not just the stories, but the the, the scripture there. <clears throat> mm. Because when you're comparing and you're, you're putting together our founding fathers and the word of God, I can guarantee you that that's going to be activating everything that we talked about here mm-hmm. tonight. So I think that that's the show. Tomorrow night. I haven't figured out. Let's, Leah, right now we need to decide. What? The easier... When are we going to premiere our show with Robert and Kim and Mark?
1: I thought we were going to tomorrow, but then... then uh... We
0: haven't... We're, this is really cool. We're doing a live interview update mm-hmm. with um, Christine Taylor, Elizabeth Rattray, and Karen Johnson.
1: I'd like to, if it's ready, we'll on... just premiere it right after we're done with them. Okay, so... So th- look for it between so, 9 and 10 o'clock. So what we'll do... Is we will do our live
0: show with them at 8, mm-hmm. probably from 8 to 9.30. Mm-hmm. Then at 10 o'clock tomorrow night, you can plan to stay up late tomorrow, we are going to premiere something really, really exciting. You mm-hmm. are going to love the show that we did with Robert. They have uh, uh, Robert Agee of Banners for Freedom. Yeah, They're doing an event starting on the 29th, January 29th. It's TakeOurBorderBack.com. Mm-hmm. TakeOurBorderBack.com. And these events are going to pop up in Arizona, in California, in, and in Texas. Texas. Um, Michael Yon is headed down there now to the border. Pete Chambers mm-hmm. is going to be there. Owen Schroyer of InfoWars. Yeah, It's a really big deal. They're doing a convoy, convoy starting in Virginia, headed all the way to Texas. they got multiple events over multiple days. And it's the story of how this came together is what we're going to show mm-hmm. tomorrow night after we do our interview live mm-hmm. update. With Karen, Elizabeth, and uh Christine. So a lot going on. So tomorrow night is a jam-packed double hitter. Mm-hmm. So just plan to come here at 8 o'clock. And we'll okay. just do the premiere right after that at 10 o'clock. Awesome. So it'll be back-to-back stuff. All right. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory, if it's actually the truth. We love you. God loves you. God bless. We'll see you on Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Brighton. Dot tv they should be in studio so we should be doing that live and then afterwards on resistancechicks.com rumble and facebook we'll be bringing you this week's headline news and then again of course every sunday coming here at 1.30 between 1.30 and 155 even though we were a little late this past week later than late <laughs> because we had stayed up the night before doing a five and a half hour revival for our world news program that we do every sunday it's one of the hottest programs on resistance chicks Except once this came out, it kind of replaced that. But uh, I was on with Corey Gray this week on, uh, no, Patriot Gallery. Forgive me. I was on with Corey Gray last week. Patriot Gallery was on with Jason and Corey on the Kingdom Roundtable this week. You can check that out. Patriot Gallery also tells me that she did a show last night with four hours long. She's working on breaking that up. Um, But she woke up up. so, so excited today that I know that she was knocking it out of the park because that means that her hippocampus all night slept because she woke up super excited. So you want to check that out and check out all the Patriot Gallery's videos. She does a phenomenal job adding amazing content for resistance chicks. You don't want to miss that out, miss out on that. And we'll see you tomorrow night, 8 PM. Be there. Be square. Pull up the ending. Hopefully we'll be back on Brighton at six. We will be back on Brighton at six. You guys are my favorite people on the planet and you just need to know that. We'll see you next time. Love you guys. God bless. Was called all alone, no
2: place for home every day, so afraid, but you call my name, turn my eyes to the lies, no truth inside, on the run from the sun.